everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. This is what episode 134. I'm going to start saying that to start with episode one. You, you, you made that sound like it was a big deal at first and I thought it was going to be an impressive number. <laughs> they're well, all impressive, numbers. Is impressive I don't understand about. Yeah, they're all I impressive mean, it's, it's not a bad number, but it's not like a nice impressive round number to go, oh, look what we're at. Oh, sure, sure. When we get to 150, I'll... I'll, I'll... Yeah, yeah. It that's... is a round number. It's not It's not a prime number. So... <laughs> Wait, so... Round in this context, usually meaning zeros and fives. Matt's qualifier for, for round number is just it's not a prime number, which is most of yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 132, 136. I, I assume he's, he's confusing round with whole. Or even. Hey, I don't like I don't like math. You guys should just be impressed that I brought up prime numbers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord, math's the God. worst. That reminded me of an old joke. Uh, name a number seven. Yeah, I know that one. Uh, uh, so um, yeah, we talk about comics on this show, DC comics specifically, and we have a big week. Week two this month is insane. The following books will be discussed on this show by. One, two, or all three of us. Most, mostly at least two of us. There's only one book that I think is just me, but everything else at least two of us are talking about. Uh, so we have Detective Comics 994, which is the start of Tomasi and Mankey's run. Uh, although, I imagine it won't be like Tomasi and Mankey the whole time because it's double shipping. The, the artist's going to have to swap it around. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have Batman Annual number three out of nowhere. Uh, we got Superman number six. We have Wonder Woman 60, The Flash 60, Supergirl 25, Justice League Dark Issue 6, The Batman Who Laughs number one, Titans 31, Hawkman 7, Sideways 11, and Batman Damn number two. <sighs> what a stack week. Joe, it's funny. I, I I forgot how many books we had this week because I, I like an idiot, only read Superman on like Wednesday, and then I was busy the last couple of days. So I woke up today thinking, "Hey, I'll read, I'll read like the seven or so that I've got left," and then checked my list, and there was ten I hadn't read. And and Batman Damned and the Annual are extra. Length. And Supergirl. Oh, it's Supergirl. Oh, Supergirl. that's twenty-five anniversary. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, "Damn, okay, well, what I'm doing today?" <laughs> uh, so, but not not to worry. I got them all read. We're we're here. Everything's everything's done. But were they comprehended? Uh, well, that's another question. I, I, I did not claim anything <laughs> on that front. So, uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. Luckily, we're late on news this week, so we don't have to spend too much time there. Uh, just a couple things that we do have to mention, though, is the there's been some teases from some of the artists uh, over the last couple of days. Teasing, because the solicits are coming on Monday, so next week we'll be talking about the solicits. But notably, the solicits next time will feature Detective Comics 1000, and a lot of the artists have been showing little, like, uh, little like, snippets of their covers. Uh, however... Today we did get Jim Lee's full cover for Detective having, 1000. Having not seen any of the snippets, are there any notable artists involved that I should be like, ooh, looking oh, for that? I can't remember. <laughs> I saw I saw like three of them, and I can't remember who they were. You're the worst. I'm sorry. Well, I have only seen the Lee cover, and it's very Lee. So yes. Yeah, that's not yeah. not a bad thing. It's like, yeah, yeah of no. course there's a Lee cover for 1000. Notably, Nightwing's on there, looking like old school Nightwing. He even has the finger stripes on his, of his blue costume. Um, which is exciting, but I'm pretty sure it's just for the cover and we don't have proper Nightwing back yet. Because it's, it's too soon, I think. Almost certainly. Unless we get a nice surprise in the solicits next month. Hey, I'll take a nice surprise. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, and we should also mention there was a leaked cover for Heroes in Crisis. At issue 7, I want to say, may have been? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it featured Poison Ivy lying on the cover dead. 
drawing a flash symbol, specifically Wally's flash symbol in blood, right? And that part's like, fine, whatever, that's nothing wrong with that in concept. But it was immediately picked up by everyone for being, uh, what's the word I should use here? Uh, Suggestive. Sexist. Ivy lying dead had her ass sticking in the air and her cleavage was on show and she was making like pouty lips whilst dead so people quite naturally were miffed by this cover and i'm putting that lately uh but funnily enough uh this kind of has a happy ending because tom king uh, came out uh, on twitter uh, later in the day and said hey that that got leaked before it went through the approval process i'm not a fan of that cover it's not being used and that was yeah they've, they've put out the official one now um yeah it's better it's yeah. it's it's that... very similar in terms of the image. She's just it just shifted a touch. In, in terms of the concept, it's the same, but yeah. it's not the yeah. It's it's almost exactly the same. It's just shifted a little bit so I've, that it's I've, much better. I've not actually seen the fixed version yet, but yeah, the, yeah. I can um, imagine. I, I will say I laughed because obviously um so that there was obviously the the uproar about the positioning. Yes, but there was also a separate subsect of people going no no save Ivy and it's like wait clearly these people have not been reading it. Because it's like, and this—if this is the first they're hearing that she's dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is not new information. You—you <laughs> you don't have the right to to do a big campaign like that if you don't even care enough to to follow along. Yeah. Also, I'm really curious about uh, why she's drawing Wally's symbol. Is it—is it implying Wally did something bad, or is it saying that Wally's the key to fixing everything or something? I don't know. Or it's just a cover and it's meaningless. <laughs> or it's just meaningless because it's a cover and comic covers can be. Oh, like that. I, I like to think that it's—it's it's more that he's the key. Because I don't, I don't, I don't want to let go that he's actually gone forever. Yeah, he's the, he's the key, just like <laughs> Dawn on the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Why did you say that? As soon as you said that, Matt, I was like, she was the key. <laughs> the key ne- stopping glory. <laughs> next time, yell at me. <laughs> it was too late. As soon as you just said throw, it. Throw, throw yourself in front of me and go, no! What is that? Is that our Buffy siren? Like your inc- uh-huh. incoming Buffy reference? Everyone <laughs> assume positions. <laughs> Um, yeah and then the other thing we have to do before we get into the books is uh, everyone's favourite time of the month and that is sales figures so November (laughs) November sales well we'll make it quick now if you don't fight me it'll be quicker Uh, so November sales figures have have come in and uh, I will make you guess number one shut up Ginger the the people have spoken they want their sales figures what's number one guys What what are we guessing Heroes in Crisis. That <laughs> is not. Um, no. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you one hint. There was no Doomsday Clock this month, so you don't have to worry about guessing that. Right. It was a Marvel book. Spider-Man. It was a number one. It cost $8. Clearly we didn't buy this. No, no. he definitely didn't, I don't think. But uh, this, is not a surpri- this is not a surprising one, though. When I get to number three, I'm not even going to make you guess that one because it's so goddamn weird that I'd never even heard of it, but... Um. Yeah, you can guess this. They relaunched a big classic title. Ghost Rider. <laughs> Number one, Matt. Come on now. <laughs> um. It shifted to weekly with this relaunch. Oh, it's uh, Uncanny X Men. There you go, uh, Uncanny X Men. Only the second most famous Marvel comic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cle- clearly, we didn't read it. Yes, yeah, clearly. 176,000 copies that uh, that did. So uh, we'll see that. Actually, we can see if it tanked because it's weekly. So I'm, sh- I'm assuming <laughs> issue two will also be... Depends uh, yeah. if it was at the... I think it might have been the last week of the month. No, 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 because issue three is there. Uh, issue, t- issue two was 62,000 at number 15. 
Number uh, number three was number seventeen with fifty eight thousand. So a considerable drop. A considerable drop. Mm. Yes, they had variants for that first issue. Then <laughs> they had a oh, lot of yeah. variants. Big time. Well, it's, yeah. it's a number one from Marvel. Of course they did. Yeah. Well, number two is a number one from DC, though. What is it? November? We, yeah, we talked about it on I the show, so you definitely read this. <laughs> I read too many damn books. This is the thing. It's like by the time we get to a whole month ago, I'm like, what yeah. the hell did we read a month ago? It was $5. Still not helping. <laughs> oh my god. We had like just... we had like one new number one all month. Have we done issue two yet? We have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So we must have done like issue two like last week. Yes, issue two what... was last week. What the hell did we do last week? Con- Con- Connor's doing I'm check- I'm trying to find yeah. this out. He's doing rec- reconnaissance. He doesn't believe me there was an issue two last week. No, no, no. Ah, uh, uh, the Green Lantern. Yes. Green Lantern. There we go. <laughs> that makes sense. It's Morrison. Yes. 113,000 copies that did. Uh, so number three, I'm not even going to make you guess because... Drowned Earth. Because... No, no, no. no it's a Marvel book. It's Wait, a Marvel number... No. It's a Marvel number one and... I you I don't th- you could have a million guesses you would never guess this. T- I don't think you've heard of this title because I've not heard of it. Oh, that's a challenge, isn't it? And it's the number one. Number one. I assume it's an event or a crossover or something. But you're never going to oh, get it. Me... So just let me tell you. Crossovers. Hold on. You Marvel find it. Knights. A- you find it in a list does not count, Carter, because I can see you. Looking- Marvel-, Marvel Knights. It's not Marvel Knights. Damn it. Uh-uh. The correct answer is Web of Venom Carnage Born Issue 1. Oh, see, I might have gone to that because the, the Web of Venom, the first one, Web of Venom, was fantastic. <laughs> what it, is it, this? It's Venom in Vietnam. Did you just have a stroke? No, Venom in <laughs> Vietnam is the first one. It's a series of one-shots connecting okay. to the, the main book. And it, it did 104,000 copies. I get Speaking it. of Venom, apparently, <laughs> like... People are really high on that movie because it was like fantastically awful. Well, well, not just that; it was it was a throwback to a time when not everything was connected. Like he could just be the standalone. Like, uh, what the hell is this? I mean, so, it's definitely a what the hell is this? I've yeah. still not watched it. It's on my to do list. I've I've heard it's a demented yeah. version of Liar Liar. Well, who? Had <laughs> someone told me that, I would have seen it in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what I've heard about Tom Hardy's performance is that he's doing a 90s Jim Carrey impression, and that, which That's is baffling not, to think about. not that far off, to be honest. Uh, God damn it, now, now I want to watch it. I went from not... Get, <laughs> get it away. I won't touch it with a 10-foot pole to demented Jim Carrey, you say. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number four. Uh, not a Marvel book. This is not a number one, though. This is just a... Captain America. There's a popular Marvel character. Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. Oh. Spider-Man, there you go. Amazing Spider-Man issue ten, uh, with one hundred and three thousand. Um, number, and I'll just I'll tell you as well. Number seven is uh, issue nine of Amazing Spider-Man with eighty-five thousand. I wonder what was special about issue ten that it went up. I guess maybe they did something special for it. It's uh, a round number, according to Connor. <laughs> yes. No, <laughs> number five and six. Uh, 
Furthest out of a new arc. Yes. Number five and six were both the same DC series. Justice League. Batman. Batman, there you go. Uh, Issues 58 and 59 with 94 and 93,000 respectively. Uh, Number eight was the first thing you guessed for number one. Here's a crisis. There you go. Here's a crisis with 83,000. Got Uh, one. Number (laughs) nine. (laughs) Sounds so proud of himself. Number nine is another ongoing Marvel book. One of the biggies. Avengers. Avengers, yes. Which for some reason issue ten was six dollars. I'm not sure why, but it sold. Oh, seven... it was because it was like eight hundred. Oh, was it? Number they're on, yeah, oh, and it was a huge, sense. big one. If in that case, that undersold. Yeah, it, well, I think oh. I, I want to say eight hundred. It might not. That might not, because it was it was one of the hundreds. Because that that would have been a that that had tons of variants. If it was like actually issue eight hundred, that it was or seven hundred, whatever you know, whatever number. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. Um, that's actually I, quite bad. Then I actually feel bad for yeah. that series if if that's yeah. what it did for that that milestone issue. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Jason Aaron, but from the things I've heard about Avengers, it's not really shaping up to kind of what the expectations were. I, I'm going to. I've, be, I'm I've going to... read up till like ten or eleven. Um, yeah. It's got some really good elements and some elements, yeah. and it's just yeah. a mess. Well, this is this was issue ten, so if you you're up to date, I've then. read this one, yeah. Okay, uh, so I'm going to read it in trade. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it being yeah, what it is, but um, I got to yeah. the end of the first arc and went. This would be read, be reading better in trade than yeah. you know. It's uh, every other it's, week. It's double shipping, I think, which is why I'm. Yeah. Not sure I think it's one of those. Uh, it's it's double every other month. It's like one of those every three weeks schedules. That yeah, eleven's out. I just haven't read it yet, so I'm up. Yeah. To, I've I've read ten though. That, two, that was two, a, it was extra length. Yeah, a lot of their books do the the two one two one schedule. Yeah. Uh, the, so number ten, I'll just tell you, is Venom uh, with seventy four thousand. So Venom's holding its own. Uh, so it's obviously doing quite yeah. well. Um, it's kind of awesome. Uh, so. Just, just to sort of fill it out, surprisingly, Fantastic Four is number 12 at 72,000. I, I feel like, that's not, I mean, that's issue three, though, so I feel like that's that's dipped quite a bit since issue one. It has, and then, but it was, there was a huge break between, like, issues one and two, I think it was. There was, like, a three-month oh, break. Was it okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good saying. Uh, Justice League, for reference, was number 11 and 13 uh, for the two issues, so that's not too bad. Sorry, uh, I'm starting to get a complex about Superman because if Bendis can't put it in the top ten, um, um, I mean, gonna freak out. I mean, it's a pretty. He- a lot of those are like number ones and events, though. Yeah, like, the top ten, yeah, is, is you know, it's like it's Batman, Spider-Man, and event number ones and number ones in general. Uh, Superman, because Matt always asks, so I'll just tell him. Mm-hmm. Uh, was number twenty with fifty-four thousand action comics was number 30 with 49,000. So even though there's a, a gap in the numbers there, the, the actual amount's quite close in terms of units sold. Right. Um, mm. Here's something I don't understand. Maybe someone can explain the math to me in this. So number two and three were Green Lantern and uh, Web of Venom, right? Mm. So number two was Green Lantern, three was Web of Venom. But in dollars charts, because you can you can sort, sort it by uh, uh, dollar value, right? Uh, it, mm-hmm. swi- it switches in Web of Venom's number two and Green Lantern's number three. The reason why I'm confused is that they're both the same price. So why is it different? Again, maybe maybe variants because I know DC doesn't do the variant game. No, but they're all counted on so? both. Like no, it shouldn't count any differently. The, 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 the number sold no? includes all the variants for both. So I don't understand why uh, they're different. Was was Venom definitely six, five, not six dollars? They both say here. For, I mean, unless this is wrong, but they both say four ninety nine. No, fair enough. So I don't understand mm-hmm. how at the same price, the one selling like six seven 
It's actually more like 9,000. Less. Made more money. I don't understand. It's weird. Uh, some some deals going on at the table. <laughs> some some shady some shady things going on. Uh, Aquaman Justice League Drowned Earth issue one. The end of that that crossover was uh, number twenty six with forty nine thousand. Uh, notably, a bit under Justice League, which is weird because it, you know, because the two issues of Justice League were the middle parts of that pe- there's story. There's people who don't realize. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I guess that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as we give a shout out to Firefly issue one, which uh, landed at number twenty two with fifty one thousand, which I think is a pretty solid opening for a book like Out that. Out of interest, because I haven't looked in a long time. What's the highest, like, Star Wars but the Star Wars Vader? I will just control F Star Wars and find out. Yeah. I'm intrigued as to where they're sitting these days. Because yeah, was... they used to always be in top ten back when they started. They are, but yeah. I mean, t- to be fair, the, the main title is in its 50s now. I think it's actually Marvel's highest numbered book. <laughs> it probably minute. is, knowing Marvel. Yeah. Um, outside of things that have not went back to number one yet since yeah, the, the Legacy. Yeah, stuff. yeah, not counting those. That that That's cheating. Uh, they're all pretty close together, actually. Star Wars Darth Vader is the highest one at number thirty-two. Well, fair enough. Because Soul Soul's done writing that, right? Uh, or is he? Is that is that the only one that he's still writing? He's still writing that one. Okay. Uh, so no, he just dropped a bunch of Marvel books. I wasn't sure if Vader. Are you still reading any of these, Connor? Yeah, I'm reading all of them. I'm a couple of issues behind. Because um, I know Matt dropped re- them all, so I was just curious if you'd. I've been reading yeah. Star Wars is is Gillen, so obviously I'm reading that. Uh, Vader has been excellent, so yeah. Um, I've not there's the the Han Solo movie adaptation one. I've not touched that. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think that'll probably be in those numbers there. Uh, Poe Dameron's finished, but that was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. And they've just started a new uh, a series of maxi series. It's basically so the first one is Age of Republic, and it's each month there's two one shots about a different character from you know the Republic period. So this month was Qui Gon and Darth Maul, so it's a hero and a villain, and there'll be like five of each uh, of them, and then it'll go on to Rebellion and then on to uh, Resistance. You know, it'll be like right. the three series like that. I tuned out that entire last little minute. Uh, no, that's not, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> a lot of fun. I just so it, it's you know just when a, when series of one when they started a crossover with themselves and there was like. The 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 what's her name, the character that Gillen created, Afra invade Afra great as well. Alfalfa. Yeah, when when Afra got her own book and it had a crossover, and I was like, oh, I have too much DC to read. So <laughs> quite right, so quite right. Had to be made. It's it's so, funny because Afra is probably the book that you'd like the most. It's you know, to, to the Indiana still, Jones stuff. Yeah, but she also super annoyed me, the way mm. that Gillen wrote her in her debut. Fair enough. So, uh, Gillen's yeah. not writing her anymore anyway. He's, uh, gotcha. he's handed it over to Cyspuria. Okay. Hmm. Uh, also, Nightwing Watch, uh, the two issues were 73 and 74 with 26,000 each. I hope free falling down. Free fall like the character would from well, a... out of curiosity, let me, let, me check, let me check what it was in October because I actually want to know how much that dropped by. Because that's kind of meaningless really, isn't it? Yeah, so that was the mid-70s at 26,000 each. So I'll, I'll check what... Uh, Last yeah. ones. Uh, we got. We got to have the context. That's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we? Twenty eighteen October. What we got? We have. What issue number was October? October. Uh, there been fifteen fifty one would have been October. Okay, so the the ones where yeah where the shit went down. Right, so Nightwing 50... Well, it was actually 86. It was actually a lore. 
with 29,000 though, so I actually sold more copies, but was lower on the list, which means the comic sales in general were just lower this month. Uh, the other issue, if I can find it, I'll just control F. Oh, well, Matt's mate was doing something funny there. Yeah, it does that. So. Yeah. Uh, Nightwing 51, is that lower or higher than the other one? Oh, it's much higher, actually, 51, bizarrely. God damn it. 51 uh, had 35,000, so it's, it's dipped 9,000. See, this makes sense to me. It's if People go, oh, new writer, mm. so the shops order in extra. It doesn't matter who the writer is, they order in more, because people might go, oh, yeah. I'll check it out. So it's dropped 9,000 from 51 to 52, but 53 is the same, which makes sense, because it's double shipping, so they can't react to it, really, until another month's yeah, next round. One. So 26,000 is what they're at. So I'm curious to see if it goes down further. It better. <laughs> Fix Nightwing. Again, free, free fall like the character in Bloodhaven. Just... Yeah. Also, I just found out the X-Men Red ended at issue 11. And I'm like, well, Tom Taylor's free. So you know what, DC? Hell yeah. It's, you know, Get in the phone. Well, I know I know. King says he's got another couple of years left on Batman. But uh, just make a new Batman book for him. Yeah. I'm okay and wait until you know. Until, you know I'm okay wait until uh, King's done because it was something to look forward to. It's like okay, well he can have the next hundred issue run. Yeah, do that then. That's fine. Uh, so sometimes I miss when uh, characters had multiple books like that. Like at one point there was four Superman books. They had Superman, you had Action Comics, you had um, <laughs> Matt was in his element. Adventures of. <laughs> See the thing is, yeah. it's not and Man of Steel. that different now though because we've got you know we've got Batman and Detective, but, but they double ship, yeah. so it works right. out the same. Yeah, but like you had like Shadows of the Bat and Legends of the Dark Knight. Yeah, you're like, thinking of 90s, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like, so like there there was room for like Tom Taylor to come in and tell a really fun story. To be fair, even even during the New Fifty Two, we had four for quite a while, didn't we? We had Batman, yeah. Detective, Batman Dark, Robin, Knight, and Dark Knight, and Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. But Dark Knight very rarely came out. Like, oh, that, was, that, uh, it was easily the worst one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, shite because it was you know Finch, but you know yeah. that's not the point. So the point was that but it, it wasn't my, my point is it wasn't around very long. So I think uh, I like high twenties, right. didn't it? Oh. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know how many of those I read. So, I read two. I read exactly two and then yeah. just abandoned it. Yeah. yeah. So sounds about right. But, but uh, yeah. yeah, so like I get what they're doing and there's double shipping, but I kind of would, after after King's done, Matt wants a third uh, Batman book. <laughs> that's, that, that's what you he can, said. Let me add the caveat <laughs> that we could tell different kinds of Batman stories, like a Tom sure. Taylor. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know? and no. and give me a new Superman book as well, so that I can read it. I'm nice. <laughs> serious. Now, give Tom Taylor Nightwing. Let him do that for the next like two or three years, and then when King's done with Batman, give him Batman. <laughs> So you want to do the same path that King did? Basically, do, do Dick yeah. for a bit and then work your way up. Hey, give, we'll give him multiple books. I, I actually tweeted today, you know, give, Ke- give, give, give King, well, I'll give King more books if you want, but give uh, Taylor, like, three books at DC. That'd give be give nice. him whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if Marvel won't respect him and appreciate him, <laughs> then we will. See, and that's, and that's why I didn't get into X-Men Red, because I loved that uh, the resurrection of Jean. Yeah. That whole Phoenix one. That was a really good story. And then X-Men Red came out, and I was like, well... I know how Marvel does things. I don't know how long this book's going to be around. Well, that was the thing, though. His previous book, All New Wolverine, did last, you know, it was 36 issues. It was yeah. fine. It was like six volumes. It was, you know, it was solid. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was expecting the same with Red, and I didn't know it was ending. Apparently, obviously, it got announced when it was solicited, like, you know, two months ago, but someone just mentioned on Twitter, oh, I'll miss X-Men Red, and I'm like, wait, what? 
What did you mean, Mass X Men Red? Yeah, I, I saw Taylor post about it on on Wednesday. You know, big Facebook thing about the last issue. And I'm trade waiting, and I'm finding out that apparently Volume Two will be the last trade. I'm not happy about it. Yeah, yeah. This is why you don't get invested in Marvel books. <laughs> Damn it, Marvel. Unless it's a yeah. Oof. So yeah. Anyway, that's a bit, bit of a bit of a side tangent down into. Into other, into other publishers but we've got a lot of books to talk about so I think without further ado we will dive in to the long list and do you know how much time I spent debating the order of the first two books <laughs> before I put I settled in the order and ultimately I decided that the start of a new run in Detective was more important than just a one-off annual no matter how good the annual might be so we're going Fair to start enough. with Detective Comics issue 994 uh, which actually has a banner at the top that says Countdown to 1000 uh, which is cool uh, and it's yeah. obviously Peter J. Tomasi, Doug Mankey uh, on the art, and this is the start of their run. They must really trust uh, Tomasi to, to get them there because he was on action in the lead up to 1002. Superman. So, you mean. Superman. He was on uh, uh, it was Jurgens that was on action. That's that's right. Who? So I'm don't a, disregard a, what I say. Yeah. I, everything blends together now. I can't. Yeah. Because uh, Jurgens actually ended his run in 1000 in one of the stories. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of, which is really neat to end because he you know obviously Bendis was starting at one thousand and he was ending at one thousand. Right. Yeah, nice crossover. Yeah, but um, not if you're Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so first thing I want to say about Detective I wasn't even an insult, Connor. <laughs> I know, but just stop reminding me. <laughs> is is I want to think. I love, it. I love Monkey on Batman, because uh, his his art style really goes into darkness well and i don't mean darkness like content i mean like the shadows and everything and i really enjoyed the look of this book i will say i agree for the most part i had a few glaring problems like the big you know the second page is this big splash page for the title Mm -hmm. credits what's going on with his leg like it just shrinks around his knee like his knee is this tiny little lego joint he's dislocated his knee uh, yeah, and it's it's, it's in, in a bit of spot of pain. Uh, that's yeah. fair. His leg looks a bit off. <laughs> also, his chest looks insanely huge. Well, he just got done on on chest day. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know? This this was possibly the worst page of the book in terms of the the art. That's, I'm like, look at this fair. going. This is ugly. So, yeah. So so the premise of this 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 run or this issue kicking off this arc is that there is a murdered couple who is found and they they look and have been murdered exactly in the same way as the wayne's because I, I actually got a little bit worried the first page when it was like redoing the wayne's death yeah i did too i was like why are we doing this because if there's one yeah. thing in like batman i never need to see again is the wayne's murder because we've seen it yeah, so many times see, i don't need to see martha shot in the face again Zack snyder thanks yes yes i don't, I don't need to see the wayne's death anymore but then it became kind of relevant because it's you no know, the idea is someone's actually yep. copying this and like they've they've set up these people with the exact wounds they you know they've, they've used plastic surgery to to make their faces look exactly like the wanes so even Gordon's like recognizing this and right away I think they're, they're setting a, a precedent that this run will be a bit more detective focused because you've got Batman mm-hmm. with Gordon that crime scene going over the details the body you know how's it left there yep good sure 
No, I, I, that's why I want. I want Detective to feel different, right? I don't want it to oh, just yeah, be yeah. Oh, Batman. I want it to be Detectivey. Well, yeah, but it's notable in the sense that it's different to what Detective was before. But it's not. It's not like Detective Which was is... like Batman before. It was like, for a while. It was a team book. Yeah, yeah, team book. That's, yeah, 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 that's clearly gone. So if we're doing just a Batman book again, I yeah. want it to be Detective. Yeah. Um, I I agree there. Um, I also like that they're, they're keeping the Mark of Zorro, like you know, because Nolan made it into an opera, and that made sense for the time. But just the idea that they were going to the movies. Like, yeah. and Zorro kind of helped inspire Batman. I, I always like that idea. So the fact that it's, it's staying here because the the bill, um, or the pamphlet, whatever that is, was in the pocket of the victim. So someone intimately knows whoever set this up, the Waynes. Yeah, can I just say actually, as I'm like browsing through this to like talk about pages and like moments and stuff and reminding myself because like I say, I read ten books today. I need, I kind of need to look right. at them. <laughs> Is I hate that every book this week had like eight extra pages at the back, so it's hard to judge where I'm going in the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Batman, who laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dick. Not needed. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you know what that would annoy me more, like or less, if that had been last week? Because at least it's like, hey, it's next week. Check it out. It's weird. This by the same t- week. Yeah. By the time I've already bought my books, it's like, well, hang on. What? what you know, I've come back from the shop now. I don't need these pages here. <laughs> yes. I've already bought it and I've already read it. I don't need to revisit it. Yes. Yeah. So soon, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I, I think my only my only critique actually of the Batman Garden scenes is at one t- at one point Batman almost slips up and refers to the Martha mm-hmm. body as just like my mother. He's, he's, that's what he's yeah. going to say, and he corrects himself and says Martha. And he can't help it. It's just it's Martha. And what, what's he going to do? Martha. Why did he say that name? Um, and. I, I get that the point here is that he's so caught up in the, 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 the how personal this is that he actually kind of slips. Right. And I get that that's the point. But, but part of me, just, it feels kind of weird that he, like, and I don't want to say that, oh, Batman would never slip up because he's Batman. That's not what I'm saying. It just, it felt weird. Or it feels weird because I feel like Gordon would pick up on it and it wouldn't just go unnoticed. Well, see, again, but that's where I feel that Gordon has figured this out. Oh, he's, he's just playing along. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, right. so in, in my head, that's it. So he kind of, you know, we don't see it here, but he gives him a look like, uh, uh did he? No, okay. I'm going to keep it secret <laughs> for him still, yeah. you know? Yeah, okay, all um, right, okay. But wow. but I do like that um, Gordon was the responding officer because he makes a comment about if his memory's right, then, you know, this is how the bodies were staged. Yeah, you know, there was that, that moment where I was there. like, oh, you know, they were my first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and he wants to say that it was his first double homicide as well. Right. Uh, mm. um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the detective stuff. Uh, and then the second half of the book is uh, Bruce calls Leslie Tompkins to talk about the the, the, the murders, and she's attacked by a by a monstrous presence of some kind, uh, mysterious right. new figure. And it's basically Batman's racing towards her to, to save her, and she's trying. She's on the she's on the phone with him the whole time, uh, talking about him chasing it. And this was a very horror movie, like, which is kind of what I liked about it was that she's kind of running up the stairs. She's trying to like get away. Um, I was into that element of it, and then Batman eventually gets there, and it turns out that no, this was kind of a trap to lure Batman in. Um, yeah, I I will say I like this half a lot less. Just that's the, fair. You know the the big monster thing. You know, I was like, oh, well, this is like this this really grounded investigation. I thought that's where yeah. we were going, yeah. and then no, 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 big monster. You know, go, go, go. It's kind of funny because it's, it's, it was the same kind of reaction I had at the start of the book, where the first page where the monster jumps out with the bat signal, I thought, oh, really? We're doing a monster, 
But then I liked kind of how it was played out for the rest of the issue, where it was, you know, him on the comms the whole time and her running up the stairs and trying to hide. And, like, the rest of it played out in a, re- in a really fun way that made it work for me. But I agree yeah. I had that initial kind of, oh, we're doing a monster. It never quite got past that for me. Even though I, I think it's all right what it's doing, it just it felt yeah. like a jarring shift to me still. Also. Uh, th- bad two weeks for the bat signal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Also, the uh, the panel where he jetpacks off the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Mm, nah, that's rough. I'm going back. The size of him. Like, he's sticking out in weird ways. I don't understand what's happening there. Do you know, I was about to argue with you, saying, that looks great what you're talking about, but you mean the panel at the top? Uh, yeah, the yeah. panel at the top where he's actually launching out. He's He's got, he's got a huge uh, torso. Gut. He's got a gut, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And it's just things yeah. like that that I'm that I, I kind of I see as I'm going throughout the book that kind of just okay. yeah. stop it being as good as it could. Like it, overall, I really like the art, but it's just there's enough of these these panels that like feel horrifically wrong that that kind of ruin it for me. Um. See, I think we've always differed on this. Where for you, mm-hmm. a couple of panels that look a bit off kind of ruin it for you. Whereas if the art generally has a look that I like, I don't really care if there's one or two mistakes. Yeah, that's I that's think how it, I am because I, I didn't notice it until now. I think it so. depends how much. If if it's bad enough that it pulls me out of the story and I'm looking at it going, oh, what's that? What's going on there? Instead of just you know reading it, you notice them a, w- a lot more than we do, though. I feel like you notice them. Like I, I feel like for every one you mention, I notice maybe half of them. Okay. I didn't think Connor goes through with a fine tooth comb after he reads them and goes, "Okay, okay, up." Oh, no, no, I that just looks it's weird. Just, I'm clearly, it's the just in, in the way I'm reading it is that I'm seeing these things. You know, I'm, it's catching my eye for whatever reason, and I'm going, and it takes me out of it. Connor's someone who watches movies and just looks for continuity errors. He isn't even like here the plot or the dialogue. He just looks for the mistakes. I virtually never notice continuity well, errors. And, and see, and I figure I read I read differently than you because I read first for the for the story. Right, and I'm reading the balloons, and then I look over the art, but I don't study the art, and I don't know if that's a good. Or I go where my where my eye leads me. So in this in yeah. this panel where he's blasting off the you know with the jetpack, mm-hmm. my you know I start at the top on the left at the car, and you know I'm moving across into the trail, and then I'm getting to Batman. So I'm seeing Batman before I get to the word balloons. See so, with me, I see the word balloons first, and then I get the big middle image. So like. I don't know. <laughs> That's just I, I'm, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. It depends on the panel. It depends on the page. It's all very contextual for me as to what panels stick out to me that I spend time on and which ones just kind of like fly by because they're, they're just like quickly in succession of like what the, the movement is kind of thing. And I think that's maybe where this falls into for me is that this, this panel of them jumping out the car was almost like a, like a filler panel. And it's important that it needs to be there for the pace but it doesn't look right. stick out to me on its own as like being one that I spent time on as I was looking. Fair enough. Yeah. Which is just to say that I'm just trying to explain why it necessarily didn't stick out to my eyes. But yeah. Now, I, I now you pointed why, it out, like, I can see the big I, lumpy stomach. Why I catch them because oh, yeah. I yeah. read it in that in that in the way that I read it, I get to that before I get to any of the words. So it kind of it it, it really is noticeable when when you read it that way. Yeah. Right. It's one of those once you see it, you can't unsee it type moments. Yeah. 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 So. You know? And then once you see it, I kind of get stuck on it before I get onto the words because I'm like, oh. Um, yeah. Um, so, so the, the the reveal at the end, the twist at the end here is that this monster breeds or sprays gas into Leslie Tompkins, 
And I have to give it credit, I never saw what this last page was going to be because there's nothing about this this thing that kind of relates him to the Joker. There's nothing that makes me think, no. oh, this is Joker-related or this is... No, other than the gas being green. Sure, yeah, yeah. but even that, like... I, I, no, I, I, I think, like, Scarecrow gas is probably being green sometimes. Like, you know, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... It's, it's a noxious gas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, more often than not, it's going to be green. Not, 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 that, not that I even jumped to Scarecrow either. I just kind of like, oh, that's, I mean... That's a gas. Yeah. It's yeah. a gas. That's, yeah. no, thing, I'm not saying I jumped thing. to, to Joker either. I just, you know, when, when I looked back, I was like, oh, yeah, it, it was green. But yeah, so she gets through the whole Joker face, smelly toxin kind of thing going, and that's oh. the reveal at the end. Um, so, I mean, what are the implications here? If, if Obviously, if this is connected to the, the bodies, mm-hmm. then is this like Joker saying he knows who he is? And if it's not connected, then how how is this Joker plot? If it even is Joker, did someone just get a hold of his right. gas? You know, I'm kind of thinking that might be the case. Yeah, yep. that's very possible. Um, mm. especially, especially since I don't necessarily expect every writer to do a Joker story the first time they uh, right, no, you know, they an arc. To master do a Joker thing in, in Batman and Robin, I don't remember. Um, outside the tie-ins to Death of the Family, probably. Wouldn't... Not no, I'm I'm going back through them. I don't think so. Okay, no, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. outside of death in the family, Damien really never has really dealt with Joker, so I don't think he would have had the opportunity. No, that makes to, sense. To, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like the uh, scene where Bruce. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of an art book. Ignore me. Yeah. <laughs> there was a scene in an art book with a morgue, and I was thinking of that scene, and I thought yeah. it was in this. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know what you're thinking of. Uh, but no, it's it's not the the Wayne doppelgangers that are on the the, the morgue table and that. <laughs> it's a little doppelganger. Uh, <laughs> so uh, no, I enjoyed this issue. I, I thought it was a promising start for. Uh, I mean, for a start, there was no um, yeah. plaques being read out loud for you know twenty lines no. of dialogue. Well, and, uh, and also you mentioned when it starts with the Wayne's death, you're like, oh no, not again. And then Tomasi turns it. Yeah. You know, just plays with expectations, and I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also give Tomasi more more leeway because I generally like what he's done at DC. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would agree. I like the detective half more than I like the the monster half. But I, I think the monster half actually got quite good once it got going with what it was doing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's fair enough. So yeah, let's, let's see see how it goes. Uh, I guess we'll we'll rate the book then. Matt, what are you giving it? It's a eight. I I like more than I didn't like. So uh, and the art, I just. The way Monkey draws most of the panels, <laughs> it's I thoroughly enjoy it. So yeah, but hey, he didn't have he didn't have a cross that appeared out of nowhere in one scene. So no, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so you have to give give him a credit for that. So well, that might be the the only continuity error that I can think of that really bothered me. <laughs> I never noticed continuity errors. Uh, in movies, I was I was in movies. Okay, what are you giving it? I'm giving it a seven. It's I still like it for the most part. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be with Matt. Say, you know, it's, it's not like spectacular, amazeballs. Like this has changed my life, but it's really solid. Uh, and I'm mm, digging what yeah. it's doing. It's, it feels fresh, it feels different to what we've had recently, and that's nice. Uh, outside of there being another decoy or doppelganger morgue kind of scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> another another book. But that's not this book's fault. That another book's done a similar thing. All right, that'll take us on then to the Batman Annual issue three, which is really weird and out of nowhere because DC are very predictable and have a very strict sort of structure to how they release their books uh marvel's a lot feels a lot more random by comparison but dc you know we often talk about what a week one feels like right now what a week two is right now what a week three dc are very you know uh 
it's clockwork yes yeah, so they've got a, a, yeah. a schedule they kind of stick to and you know annuals are a week five thing when a month has a week five we get some annuals uh so it's really really weird to get like a random annual now the like question this. is is this months late or is it months early <laughs> well the last week five was october no 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 but specifically relating to this to the annual, annual and the yeah. end and, you know and the ending well this is late or early <laughs> whichever one you well this know. is this is number three yeah and and rebirth happened in 2016 in may right yeah yeah so then it, this is this is early because it hasn't been three years so there's not really no, enough but if time they did, if they did one in 2016 yeah, they'll necessarily right. have to wait a year before they do an annual. Right. So, so I'm saying this one's this one's early because that means 2018 yeah. would have had two annuals. That's true. You we know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah. right. He's right. This, this is definitely a shorter gap between the last annual and this than. Yeah. Or just, I mean, it's called an annual, but it's kind of like whenever we want to put it out, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Being called oh, semi-annuals. Yeah, because like, so, some books will have an annual every year. Some books will have an annual one yeah. year, and then go four years before the next one. Now, yeah. now, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I love this issue. I'm glad it's come out. Yes. But if it was me at DC, I'd have been like, okay, we we, we really love this script. We love this art. We've got it completed. We're gonna hold this in the bank for a few months. Yes, until it's follows day. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, here's the th- here's the thing though. The reveal that it was Father's Day was a twist because it's not out in Father's Day. If this came out in the month of Father's Day, we might have saw it maybe coming, we'll that it was a tie-in to that holiday. Well, maybe, yeah. Because but... it was actually a reveal at the end. It was like, oh, it's Father's Day. Yeah. So, arguably, like, it shouldn't be released in the month of Father's Day. I, I don't want to spoil my thoughts too much. But it was a fantastic. <laughs> but this this will be in the conversation for issue of the year in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, dear. Oh dear! Exactly two mm. weeks time. In fact, um, yeah. So Tom Taylor uh, wrote this. Otto Schmidt on the art. Uh, obviously, we liked him a lot in yeah. Green Arrow, so it was nice to see him do some Batman stuff. Yeah, yeah but it, it wasn't reminiscent of his Green Arrow work. Yeah, like, there was different. stuff here and there. Yeah, but his, so uh, I had a look. His lines I've got heard... a lot cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's I don't know if you guys have read Nailbiter, the the Williamson. Uh, but no, I keep looking by... at it. It's on sale. Yeah, you, you should. It, it's really good. Um, but. There's, the artist on that is Mike Henderson, and his his art and Otto Schmidt's art are very similar, but this felt more like Henderson art, and I thought it was him until I remembered, oh, no, we made a big deal that it was Schmidt. Um, yeah. So, oh, that, but that yeah. Fantastic, it, yeah. Yeah. I, so, so it, it, the art, it, it reminds me of Nick Darrington quite a bit, actually. So that too. Before we even talk about what the actual story of the book is, which obviously you know, we're going to do, mm-hmm. We were joking about, you know, Taylor taking the Batman book after right. King's done or or taking Nightwing or whatever. Part of me genuinely hopes that this was a test issue. That's why that's why there's a random annual by Tom Taylor is because they're actually testing what he does with Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope it is because this was fu- I mean, I would have guessed it would have been great anyway because I've liked everything I've read by Tom Taylor. Well, yeah, I don't think I've checked- ever seen anything bad. Yeah, it checked a lot of boxes for me um, because it had a sassy Alfred. It does have so a sassy that, Alfred. That, but, that's always a plus. But well, that's the thing. It's, it's all from Alfred's point of view. It's the story of what Alfred goes through and how he you know, he got that call one night that was about his parents and how that sort of locked him into being there for Bruce for the rest of his days. And ultimately, the, the conceit of this story, that, that it's the smart little twist, is that he's constantly you know getting at Bruce for not taking care of himself, that he has to be there to take care of him, that he's not eating, that he's not sleeping. And the beautiful twist of this is, is that eventually Leslie Tompkins says, Hey, Alfred, 
he gets that from you. When was the last time you slept? Because you're always, yeah. you know, doing things for Bruce because you're always making sure your things mm-hmm. are ready for him. Who takes yeah. care of you? Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I sleep when I can. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you sound exactly like Bruce right now. You sound exactly yeah. the same. And th- this, this was an emotional issue. By the time we got to the end, I was kind of like, you know, get little watery in the eyes. I was like, this is kind of beautiful. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when, when Bruce gets stabbed and he's like, you know, I need a pickup. And, and you know, Alfred's like, can you get to the bat He's like, no. He's like, right, I'm grabbing a cowl. I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking. And heartwarming at the same time when he when he gets there yeah. and he's you know he, he goes into his soldier Alfred mode and takes out a couple of punks to yeah <laughs> to yeah. save Bruce it's like damn to get him there um, I love how multifaceted Alfred is because he was he was an actor he was a soldier he was a medic mm. you know like the, the, he can do it all like and he that's really great yeah and, and you he know, can cook it's an annual so it's a, it's a longer issue than you know t- 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 yeah. traditional comics but. It flies in so quick that I never even felt the extra length. Yeah, the, the yeah. pace is really good. In fact, I, I thought like I could have done had some more. Yeah. Like yeah. some some more moments. So but yeah, this is the first thing I read this week, and I'm glad I did because it started off the week really well. On a high note, yeah. I, yeah. It, yeah. For me, it's like one of these things I think Taylor's really good at limiting his dialogue to a reasonable amount and sometimes just shutting the hell up when he knows it's the right thing to do and the book flows so well because of that and one of my complaints about a couple of books this week are going to be that they were good but the dialogue was just too much like it was just too (laughs) overstuffed uh more than that later (laughs) matt's making some guesses i can see in his eyes oh we're all making guesses. i think think we know no knowing uh, recording with you for as long as i have i kind of already know yeah so so no, like it flowed really well. You know, him forcing me to take out a flask with soup in it because he's not eating anything here. Uh-huh. It's like, I know, I know, holding a flask when you crouch on a gargoyle ruins the image, but yeah. tough. I won't yeah. tell the villains. Yeah, it's fine. Because you're, yeah, because you're sick and you need sustenance. Like I'm not, I'm not just doing it because it's it's you. I'm doing it because you're sick and it's gonna be bad if you don't eat. Mm. Like I like that that caring of him. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful story. Um, like the ending, realizing it's Father's Day, and Bruce like taking the day off, and you know, even Alfred Sassiness is like, you know, I, I, t- I got Duke and uh, Cassandra to like patrol the streets tonight. It's like that—that that is unusually, you know, sensible, uncharacteristically sensible. Yes, yeah, uh, that's a great line. And like, there's, and then you see it's Father's Day, and it's like, do you, do you know what? What might be my only disappointment of the issue? Yeah, that we don't see him crouched on a gargoyle with the with the flask. Oh yeah, we see him taking a drink. Yeah, out we of see him the, drinking it while he's flying. Yeah. but because right. uh, I I love that all he right. says that oh, uh, in this day of all days, like I'll give you a day off. Let's just hang around the mansion, and then you see what day it is. And it's it's kind of like whenever Bruce like admits that Alfred's kind of his father, it always hits me. It's um you know when Bruce died in R.I.P. and I always remember uh, Alfred saying to Superman, I think it was in one of the Batman issues afterwards that he's lost his son. Uh, and that that always hit me, uh, and I think this hits me in the same way, but in a more heartwarming way because it's like no no no, he he's he's admitting that that's what you are. You raised me, like yeah. Because um, I I love actually when when uh, Leslie's giving him shit for it, he's like hey how hard do you make him work? And he's like oh he's he's fine. Like I don't need to do it. And Alfred's fine. And he's and right. she like explains to him no no he's basically killing himself looking after you because that's what you do with Gotham. Uh, you right. have to give him a break, and you know and he reasonably suspects the only way you can give him a break is if he also takes a break yeah right so. well i like that bruce is kind of he's like i let him work because he likes to work i'm not gonna take away what he likes to do <laughs> like because 
Again, that's Bruce. Bruce likes to be Batman and to be busy. It's, it's not like he says, oh, Alfred can look after himself better than I can. The implication yeah. being is like, well, Alfred knows what he's doing. He's got himself covered. He just yeah. assumes that he's okay. Yeah. yeah. So so it's a lesson for Bruce to learn. It's, it's a heartwarming story. between it, Everything with Alfred saying that he, you know, he loves hearing from the, the call because it lets him know he's okay for one more night. Because one day he's expecting that call. You know, the call that mm. says that he's not okay. Um, right. It's, that's, it's, a be- it's a beautiful issue. It was heartwarming. And the art is gorgeous. So, it, it's so well paced. Everything about it. I, I have no complaints. Yeah. yeah so I'm looking at, at uh, Tom Taylor's uh, bibliography for DC. He's worked on a lot of Batman. Like He's done a lot almost... of Injustice. How much Batman? Yeah, he did, yeah. he did all the Injustice. Yeah. Yeah, he's done all the Injustice, but I'm looking at his other stuff, and it's like he had a story in the Batman Secret Files. Yeah. Um, he did Batman Superman issues 28 through 30 back in 2016. Those are really good. Those are the best. He's bits done. Of I had no yeah. idea he did that. I, I I think that's because you know that that book I dropped fairly early on because it was only so so. I went back uh, and picked up those issues. Uh, they were great. Yeah, not surprised. He's done. A, he did a story back in 2012. That I have to go find now. Batman Legends of the Dark Knight: The Crime Never Committed with art by Nicola Scott. Whoa! Yeah, um, that was uh, that's the the digital first book. So it was like it's just uh, like a, a dollar for like ten page story. Yeah. Well, so, I'm gonna have to go pick that up. So, but what, he's, what, he's got a lot. Yeah. There. He's, well, that's the so. thing though. It's not a lot. It's it's a lot of examples, but they're all really short mm-hmm. things or one and dones or. Yeah, yeah this but is, this is the longest single like. Issue. I just mean, he he has a feel for these characters, and that's why I yeah. think this this came out so well because it is an alfred centric issue like be yeah, a batman's there but he's almost secondary to the batman yeah. annual yeah until the end so right I so mean, um well, we didn't even talk that... about the story about what batman's doing oh yeah but i was just gonna say what i was meaning about uh like saying that it's not a lot is that i want a lot of this i, I want a run you, you want 100 issues yeah i right. want 100 issues yeah. yes yeah. clearly <laughs> um but yeah, the story is some someone is has made off with some military drones, um, and it's the it's, it's a drone pilot who yeah, who's upset that he to... that the government made him kill like a village full of people, so now he's a drone villain called the drone. <laughs> yeah, this right. is the sort of, like it's maybe the weakest element of the issue in that it's good, but I think this could be something to explore over a six issue arc. Oh, yeah. It's, here, it's just like, oh yeah, it's fine. It's in the background. Yeah, the, the yeah drone... but it, it's not the focus. So yeah, the drone's me, okay. He's he's just there to be the villain while everything, the yeah. important stuff's going on. He the, that's yeah, all he is. is. He's a stand-in. Um, he is yeah, and and it's almost too interesting a concept to waste on 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 this story. Hey, when he gets his hundred issue run, he can he can develop it. Yeah, yeah he can okay. come back. The drone will return because the drone doesn't get defeated. No, that's true. He's out there. Yeah. Watching oh, on his man, drone. He did a Rocketeer story too. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find that. Matt's <laughs> going down a Taylor hole. Uh, yeah. Go read all new Wolverine, Matt. Still collected. Really it, it's on the list. I, I have added some comics to the Christmas list. So, um, so yeah. Apparently, I'm difficult to buy for, which I usually I, I disagree with. But being that we had a downsize, I can see it because stuff that normally yeah, people say that about me. I'm like, no, I'm not just. Just give me comics, it's whatever. Well, and that's and now I feel like that's gonna be the yeah. the thing. I feel like I have a whole bookshelf full, or you know, empty now. So. I feel like nerds like us are difficult to buy for in the sense that no one ever knows we've already got X thing. I literally have a wish list on Amazon full of things that here here is a, like a hundred things. Oh I don't sure, have. yeah, the wish list Pick helps something. absolutely. And Although, they go, oh, we we can't find anything. It's like, 
really. I always get into this trouble, though, where something will go on sale right before Christmas and it's on my wish list and I have to take the risk of buying it when someone might have bought me it. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's why there's there's a ban on buying personal stuff in the mm-hmm. month of December. Yeah, I'm the same. So, unless unless it's something like you know a T-shirt that I came across, you know anything that's for me, whether it's a movie, books, anything like that, don't you know because someone same. might be picking it up for you. Yeah. So, but but yeah, um, yeah, all new Wolverine's on there as as is Captain Marvel because I, I need to know about this character before the movie. So yeah, well, they had a really small sale in Comicsology like last last week or two weeks ago, but it was like mm-hmm. the second part of like Kelly Sue's run. I'm like, no, I want the first few trades, not the. Uh, yeah, there was it's... that. Um, there's that mini that's I think it's got one issue left called the the Life of Captain Marvel, which yeah. is kind of like a an origin sort of. Yeah, thing but I don't do. know if that's been that well regarded because I I heard there was no, some retcons in it that people weren't happy about. So, some enough. major retcons that also were not handled particularly well from people I know that yeah. enjoy the character. They're like, I, I, it's fine to give her this part of her past, but it's just very uneven. Yeah. So I, I'm just. I've heard really yeah. the only ca- Captain Marvel that's really worth getting into is the Kelly Sue run, which was a lot of yeah. you know made her big in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So well, and and then I find out that Kelly Sue served as a as a uh, consultant on the movie. So. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Interesting. Well, um. Well, we got uh. Um. Couple months. Couple months, yeah. I don't know what I was going to say there. I had the right. thought, and then it. it, it but no, that's why I told my wife. Like, hey, if, if you want, like, we're watching the trailer. I don't <laughs> know much about this character, so hey, that, Christmas is coming. That's what comicsology sales are there for. They are. There's, yeah. a, there's a giant Batman one on right now. Oh, the Bat Family, everything, everything's five dollars. I may have splurged a little bit. Yeah, I bought like eight things. Yeah, and the only the only thing that stopped me from spending twice as much is that I know there'll be another sale for Christmas like next week. So, I've I've held back a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, anything else in the Batman annual that uh, what he no. what he had? No, it's really no. it's really good. Yes, in the interest of getting through the all ten books, uh, Matt, yeah. what were you rating the Batman annual? Uh, this was a this was a nine. I, I it's really good. Connor, it's a ten from me. Oh, it's getting the stamps. It's, it's, oh, it's rare, but you know, this deserves it. Oh, I'm tempted, but. I'm going to split a difference called nine point five. It's really freaking good. Uh, yep. So, Batman's had some good annuals in the last few years because the, the last one was that Selena, the old Selena and Bruce one, and yeah. Uh, and I actually dig that first Mister Freeze one from uh, New Fifty Two, which I guess is like four or five years ago now, but still, it feels recent in the grand scheme of things. That was good. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I love how so, it upset people. And I was like, guys, it's Mister Freeze. Let's calm down. Like, yeah, I was okay with like, that dark twist on it. I was like, yeah, that, that makes a yeah, little evil. Well, yeah. And it had There's a, a reason why he's in Arkham and not Blackgate. And right? I'm not saying I want it to stay that way forever. I'm, I'm okay with the no. sympathetic Mr. Freeze too, mm-hmm. but yeah, I wasn't yeah. against it. That, that, that was Jock on out for that issue, right? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. No one nice art. All the stuff in the snow looked great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, so we'll move on then uh, to Superman issue six. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Ivan Reese on the art and Connor's taking his headphones off and leaving because he's not even going to listen to the, the important things that are happening. How dare he? Uh, so this is this issue. This issue that is by and large two-page splashes yep. Uh, yep. for the vast majority uh, um, until Superman gets back to Earth in the last you know few pages, which, which I like because it, it sets up the Phantom Zone as this mysterious place mm. and the format where it's not word bubbles; they're almost paragraphs. 
yeah. of, of stuff that's going on. Or more specifically, it's not narration, but because it's narration, uh, rather than dialogue. It's, yeah. uh, but it's just right. written into the art, yeah. Uh, so it's got like a storybook-type feel to it. And, and I like that, especially with how they're dealing with Zar and um, Zod, in that these are both enemies of, of Superman, but, you know, who who's more villainous here? Yeah. And... Cause- a lot of it is the value? yeah. A lot of it is the inner monologue from Superman where he's trying to decide like, should I just let these two like kind of destroy each other? Like, is that the right, right thing to do here? No, I can't. And um, I actually love when he he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to say something that only you know Bruce, uh, uh, Kara and someone else uh, have heard him say. It. I think Diana was the other one. Diana. Yeah, and he he just yells out for. Uh, for Kandor, uh, you know, as he punches Zar, and then he admits to himself in his monologue, his inner monologue, that that was really for Zod because Zod doesn't know he did that, and he wants Zod to be angry, and he realizes that that's why he said it. That he wants Zod to be aware of exactly what he's done, um, right? And almost to a selfish degree, where he, he kind of admits that you know maybe like my intentions there weren't like the most noble thing ever, but I felt like he needed to know that. Um, yeah, but like Clark's thrown everything at Czar. So yeah. what else are you going to do? Like, you've tried not fighting him. You've tried fighting him. Like, you're not going to slug it out with him. Whereas Zod is military. He knows tactics and whatnot. And he needs to be a little bit more fired up. So I get why Clark is like disappointed in himself. Yeah. Because that's what you want. But at the same time, like, what else was he going to do? He's out of options. But I like that struggle. I like that this is not an easy yeah. choice for him. I think that's what makes mm-hmm. it work, is that it's not, it's not yeah. so much that he's done it or he's not done it. It's that the struggle within and the, the guilt yeah. and the, the questioning, did I do the well, right thing, is, is what makes it work. And then the guilt towards the end of the issue when he gets pulled out of the Phantom Zone. Yeah, Adam by... Strange um, and the Atom and the Star Labs techies that caused all this yep. problem in the first place. <laughs> Pull him out. And, and Bendis with the humor... <laughs> going well he just admitted to a crime he's going away yes. like uh, I, I liked all that that's um, cool and it's, it's right at a, a pivotal moment where superman and zod are kind of teaming up to fight rogel uh, and then superman gets pulled out and we see like zod left in the phantom zone is defeated by czar uh not killed but is like being dragged and yeah. the phantom zone denzians are all like chanting czar's name and czar's like no no no, not not me us we were, we were you know he's, he's basically uniting an, an army under him oh, in the phantom zone it's so scary because yeah. i can see the role parallels here right is that they're they're all these terrible people are getting behind a <clears throat> a strong man leader right so but but i like too that like the guilt of superman because he is this child of two worlds right because, yeah, he's from Krypton, but he was raised on Earth. So he's much uh, an Earth person. I don't know if we say Earthling still. As he is Kryptonian, right? Well, why not? But so when, like, sure. he's like, I got to get back into the Phantom Zone. I got to help Zod. And Adam Strange and the Adam are like, no, we need you here. Like, yeah, Earth messed problems. up from this. Yeah. And, and they need Superman. Yeah, and cause, so he cause... begrudgingly goes and handles all of these things. Yeah, because Martian Manhunter but, calls him and tells him there's all these aftershocks yeah. because of the, the the Phantom Zone thing. And what, what what makes this beautiful to me is that he 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 knows that he should stay here and he knows he should help because even you know he says to you know Adam or whoever like, um, yeah you're right you're of course you're right I should stay here and like deal with all this stuff. 
But I love the idea that there's guilt here now because he's leaving Zod to deal with it on his own. There's, there's guilt because he's not standing side by side with Zod to defeat this enemy of Krypton. And this is beautifully complex. And it's, it's funny because obviously he's got the red cloud in action. He's got Rogozar and, and Superman. And it's like, okay, Kalila Bendis wants to do new villains that he's invented. But that, that what he's done with Zod here is a really great way of paying respects to one of Superman's greatest, like, rogues gallery, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, villains, and it, it's beautiful. And we like we've only seen Luther once when he interacted with Lois. We haven't even seen Superman and Luther. Oh, be, be, I'm what? sure there'll be a big Luther stuff. Coming. Oh yeah, yeah. No which he, he's building to it, which which I appreciate. But like, like you say, that just shows that in in bringing in Zod, this is what he's saying about Superman's rogues, right? It's like, yeah, Zod's one of his greatest villains, but that's because. They have the philosophical difference of yeah. what it, what it means to be Kryptonian. There's depth right? here to this. There's, there's there's straight up depth here, and I think the, the the beautiful little touch that I love as he's being beaten by Rogozar is he sort of mutters to himself, "I had a dream," and it's the dream he had last issue of a united Krypton where the L family, the Zod family, unite and form this new Krypton on this other planet, right? Where they can have this perfect you know Kryptonian utopia. It's it's almost like Zod's become an anti-hero at this point. Almost, you know? yeah. Through through Jurgen's like, yeah, he's enslaving people on on Jakul, right? But like here, he has noble intentions for Krypton, as far as Krypton's concerned. You know, like I mean, yeah, he, yeah it's he, weird. He's sympathetic here because he mm-hmm. he's been beat by this guy who's committed who at least claims to have committed genocide on Krypton, and. Yeah. The one thing Zod does genuinely care about that you know he's not lying about is that he cares about a a, a future for Krypton, and right. it feels like he's been beaten. Your mic's going, Matt, and it feels like he's been beat by the, the embodiment of the death of Krypton. So him muttering to himself that I had a dream, you know, this perfect dream of a Krypton, uh, as he's right. losing, is heartbreaking in a way. And the fact that he's doing that with Zod is mm-hmm. is impressive and it it, it it adds depth to zod it adds depth well, to rogel czar or, or not maybe not even depth it adds villainous to, to rogel czar yeah it makes him more of this force that's even more evil and we, I, I think mm-hmm. it's kind of the same effect almost not maybe to the same extent but kind of similar to how we felt when he, he smashed kandor it was like whoa yeah. that was dark as shit this feels well, like an extension of that he's a genocidal maniac like yeah. that that's it so um but also like I like that too because Zod was on Krypton, and the only reason he wasn't with it when it went is because he's in the Phantom Zone. So it means so much more to him than it does because with with Superman, it's always the idea that Krypton was an idea, but for Supergirl and for Zod, yeah, Krypt- Krypton was a place. I was going to say same as Supergirl. Yeah, she 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 you remembers know? it. It's, it was something. So, There's memories to right. Her. So it means that much more. That's why you know we'll get it to in Supergirl. You know, and it, it's almost similar to what Zod's doing. So yeah, yeah. so that's and also. I mean, if that's not, and I've always we'll talk about the final moment uh, in a minute. But mm-hmm. uh, I want to say the art is probably the best it's been in this this series yeah. thus far. Right. These these two page spreads from Reese uh, were were beautiful. Uh, the the, the, the it, two the two page spread where Zod is just blasting Rogozar with his heat vision with everything he's yeah. got is glorious. They almost have a painting quality to them. They do just. With with the way that they they're colored and the the inks and whatnot, like it's like you can identify it. It is Ivan Reese, but it's also like it's it's different. Special. To, it's different to his normal work though. There's this extra yeah. quality. It's almost like because he knew he was doing this this 
I don't want to say a gimmick issue, but he was doing this concept the of an format. issue. Format. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the format they, of the issue. He spent because I think obviously. Uh, Typically, you'll have so many panels and so many pages, and that's so much work. I wonder if there is an element of because it is just a lot of big, like single images. You can spend a lot more time in each single image, mm-hmm. and because of that, they they come out looking like this, where they're just gorgeous. Every single page, um, is yeah. Because there's, I'm looking at it now, and there's that page with Rogelzar, and it's just him. It's his profile, and he just looks so grotesque. Yeah. Um, uh, but that, then that... it's the close up on his eyes where you have like. Zod in the blue eye, and he's just full of fury. And then Clark's in, in the red eye, and he looks so insecure. Yeah. You know? Uh, they asked towards the end, yeah. And then the page I mentioned with uh, Zod blasting with the heat vision, I'm looking at it right now. There's, like, fire coming out of Rogelzar's back. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, just, f- like, fire and fury just coming Straight out of him. force. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it feels visceral. But at the same time, kind of majestic and, like, godlike, because this is, like... No human being can stand around where this is happening. We'd all just be dead. <laughs> this is like this is godlike figures like battling with every ounce of like energy they've got, and it feels ap- apocalyptic. It, it, it's really a clash of titans. Yeah. Like this is, yeah, who we? Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, so so there you go. And I love that pa- after Superman yells for Candor. That that page afterwards. There's the one with the uh, the eyes you were talking about. Um, yeah. The, the the top part of it is like it, because Superman's saying, "Oh, Zar thinks that's just funny because it's getting to me." He he right. he thinks that he's he's winning here because I've said that, but because he said he said it really for Zod because to let him know right. that something happened. Um, but I love that Zar does look like that. He looks like you no, know, he's yeah. relishing in this that he's like hurting these these Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's glorious. So obviously, it, the yeah. the final of the, the the book is after he's saved some people and he's feeling guilty. Uh, and he's trying to like figure things out. He wants to get back to, to Phantom Zone to help Zod. He he just stops. This, this is this is how great this moment is. Is that Superman stops midair and and the, the the narration boxes stop. There's just a panel where he mm-hmm. just stops midair, and you realise it's because he senses something. Yep. And he turns round and the narration box is coming back. And the final page, of course, is uh, is John who's back on Earth. Mm-hmm. And because Clark was just thinking about how Jor-El must have some answers because Zara implied that Jor-El knew about some of what was going on. Yeah. Um, and of course, in Supergirl, we find out that Zor-El might have also known about certain things. Mm-hmm. So uh, so John shows up, who of course was with Jor-El for the last bit of time. He has he has been aged up. He's got a new outfit. Uh, um, yeah, obviously we're concerned about what they might do with John. We'll see you next time. But this is just the reveal that he's back. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it because he still looks like John. Like this is just a a, a more mature. Yeah, he's like version. fifteen, sixteen, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, which if if this sticks right, and it's not just like yellow sun energy and whatnot that that's done this, yeah. him gloating over Damien. Unless unless everyone hates that, I feel like it probably will, and he'll just be like this age yeah. now for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like otherwise they'll wreck like, on it as quickly as they can once uh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like him gloating over Damien that he's older now because he went out to space and whatnot, like wormholes and shit. Timey, wimey, wormholes. Yeah, so but but yeah, I mean it's still though his his suit looks like John and he he's not showing up and, and attacking the city as as some covers would have you believe. So <laughs> 
you know, everyone just needs to calm down. Yeah. But I'm excited to see this. No, Ben just put uh, some tweets where he was joking about how everyone just always assumes he's going to ruin everything, and everyone's assuming yeah. that John's going to be a murderous Superboy Prime-esque yeah. figure, <laughs> and he's just kind of, like, relishing in it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I saw a great uh, post where he was talking... We, we haven't been on this show, we were talking about this, uh, mm-hmm. how him and John's were comparing, like, how they get treated on message boards. Was that you told me that, yep. Matt? I think it might yeah, be, yeah, we we were yeah. talking about it. It was a week or two ago. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just so. I'm just thinking about that as I'm reading this, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so again, sure work out, until but. Bendis is, has proved me wrong, you know, where mm. oh no, he did ruin something. I'm everything he's doing at Superman. I have an open mind with, so uh, which is very hard for me. He's not like for, to make snap judgments. I think for both of us, we're in this position where f- so far in Superman in action, he's not followed. Like, he's not done no. anything that we've flat out been like, uh, no, this, this bothers us, what he's doing here. Uh, I, I think the closest we've came is the issue with Lois where she was saying baby too much. The dialogue yeah. fell a bit off. <laughs> like, yep. So, you know. Uh, but yeah, so let's rate this so Cora can jump back in for a book, book in a second. Uh, what are you yeah. giving it, Matt? That was a 9.5. It, it oh, had it all for yeah. me. Uh, yeah. I'll give it a 9. Straight 9 for me, but... Yeah. We're having a good week so far. I, I've yes, given it an eight, a nine point five, and a nine. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. living, loving the high life. Uh, but that will take us on uh, to the next book. So, Wonder Woman issue sixty. Uh, G. Willow Wilson. I was, I said that weird. G. Willow Wilson. Uh, writing and Carrie Nord on art. And you know, I'm just can I just point out that you, you've been. I, I want credit for not dropping a Buffy reference every time I say her name because I could. I really could. You don't deserve credit for that. I should. Just because her middle name is the same name as a character on the show, Willow's a unique name. It's not. It's not like I'm saying it's oh, not that unique. It's not like dropping. It's the name a, of a tree, Pete. <laughs> it's not. It's not like I'm saying. Oh, I'll do a Parson Rec reference because someone's named Ben. Like you know, like I've got. I've got a... levels. <sighs> I've got a scale. Anyway, Question, when you talk about Parks and Rec, do you say Ron's full name or is it just Ron? Oh, Ron Swanson every time. Yeah, okay. My wife, too. Because I just call him Ron. It's Ron. But she always says Ron Swanson as if she's Chris Traeger, you know? No, nah, it's, it's so. because whenever anyone talks about him in the show, uh, no, obviously they say Ron a lot as well, but I feel like because of the type of character is where he always has to be very very matter-of-fact, it feels right, right to say Ron Swanson. Right. Yeah. So, I just I came home from wrestling last night, and she was watching reruns of, again, on Netflix. Of Parks and Rec. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway, you know. uh, so Wonder Woman 60. Um, also, and still no uh, hints of the idea that, you know, uh, Ares looks like Steve. I have, I have a theory on this. Oh, for God's so, sake. There's no need for a theory. Go. There's nothing to theorize about. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. When we get to the my, end of the issue. My theory I, is that it. you were just wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I know what your theory actually is. To be okay, quite honest with okay. you. Yeah, yeah, because because uh, you know Greek mythology, right? I do. Yeah. All right, add okay. on, so you can, you can educate me when we get to the end of the. Yeah, so the we'll, second we'll half. get there. But the first half of the book is Wonder Woman and Ares uh, fighting out with some really good art and some really good uh, action, uh, where they basically start fighting because she's trying to stop him, and he's not understanding that he's he's actually you know making things worse, and he has to kind of slow down and think about what he's doing. Uh, and it has this really sort of emotional ending because eventually they stop, you know, they've kind of calmed down a little bit and Wonder Woman tries, no, work with me, do things a different way, but you can't do it this way where you just pick a side and, like, fight to the death. Like, that's not how you're going to yeah, solve this. <laughs> you you want to be the new Ares, but you're acting like the old Ares. Yes. Like, you, something's got to change, buddy. 
Yes. Ares so. is dead. Long live Ares. <laughs> right. So, but they, they hear crying, and there's a baby. Like, the, the village that he threw the, 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 the missile down to, uh, there's a baby in the debris, and it seems like no one else got hurt by the looks of it. Or did they say that? I can't remember if it's specified. I, I don't know, but just the image of Ares holding a baby... I was just like, yeah, and that is so weird, and I love it. And realizing he's like, wait, I did this. Oh no, maybe I shouldn't this be throwing girl. missiles down into, into like towns. Oh no. This, yeah, this is maybe my biggest problem with the book is oh, that. Oh god. Air, no, no, Ares <laughs> flip flops a bit, like twice. Okay. Yeah. The way that, that that. Sure, sure, sure. Both times felt really quick for him changing. His I'm just mind. used to your complaints oh. being bullshit, and I'm just I always anticipating. <laughs> but see, I, I liked <laughs> it if, if if he's going to be a, a a supporting character, which I feel like he's going to be. It feels like he is, yeah. You know, then him having to learn about this because it's a god coming to Earth. No, no, I get it. It Stop just it. felt a little bit. Quick for it's me. actually kind of Thor-like in a way, or at least I'm thinking of like Thor. The movie specifically, in the sense that he has to kind of learn humanity. And yeah. I'm sure that was in the comic as yeah. well, but I've not um, read enough classic Thor to actually say that it's like that. Yeah. So I'm just I've, I've read enough to, to say yeah. that yes, yeah. it is. Um, and let's not overlook Wonder Woman lassoing the lightning. Oh yeah, that him. was that was easily the most beautiful page of the book. Yeah. She she, she throws the lasso into there. It's this two page uh, layout, and mm-hmm. she just shrieks it down with lightning. It's beautiful. Yep. It is incredible. It is it is almost matched by her lassoing the sword. And spinning oh, yeah. it around and slicing the guns. I oh, thought that was, awesome. that was pretty cool too. Yeah, because the, the the militia show up and are, and are like not having it, and she's like, "I'm not having it either." And she's, you know, last one. That's reminded me a little bit of the movie in the sense of her like coming in and just like destroying the guns to stop the conflict and just like, "No, yeah. we're not doing this today. Stop it." But I love that that just the the, the concept of her just you know throwing the sword up, lassoing it, and just swinging it around at them to get yeah. that. No, it's really, oh, it's, it's really inventive in the action, and I think that's like it, obviously it's the, the great arts like executing it. But even the fact that Wilson said, "No, this is what we're doing for an action scene. She, this is what she's doing conceptually." Yeah, it's yeah. really exciting because it means I'm like, I'm looking forward to what else we'll get action wise out of this run. Yeah, and Wilson actually uh, is leaving Miss Marvel. Uh, she just announced yeah, that this week. Got to work on this full time. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which honestly, I was expecting it because she's at like seventy issues or something like that. Of Miss Marvel. She's that was, that was a long Pretty run. Pretty respectable. Though. Yeah. Um. So that, that's that's cool. Uh, she might have already finished writing it, to be honest. Probably. Yeah. She might have finished it months ago. Uh, the, yeah. Got ahead, finished writing that, and then moved on to Wonder Woman, and just okay. Now they're only announcing it now. Yeah. But yeah. So no. Uh. So no. I'm saying she had to focus on this. Maybe she's she's very capable of writing a, a lot of book. At the same that that time, just tells it. me that they must really like her plan, right? Oh to yeah. Have her come over full time. So. Yeah, I wonder. Um, yeah, I wonder if it's like after like seeing like the scripts for her first like six issues or whatever, because mm-hmm. obviously we're at the end, but obviously they've seen ahead to whatever. Right. Uh, I yeah, wonder. Yeah, because they don't offer her a contract for you know all of that straight away. They're like, all right here, yeah. do an arc, and then we'll we'll see how it goes. I, w- right? I, w- I wonder if a more permanent like not an exclusive contract, but I, mean, I wouldn't surprise me if we hear about something, but because you know over the especially the first year of rebirth, I feel like we were hearing about exclusive contracts like every two minutes. <laughs> it's like they've been saying those, those are all still in force, which is why we haven't heard about them again. Yeah, um, so it wouldn't shock I, me. This would be a pretty big grab for them in terms of exclusivity as someone who has been you know associated with Marvel for yeah. years. Well, I mean, yeah. that's not even what's exciting. Even though Taylor's been doing injustice for like years, and he's so he's he's constantly been at DC. He's still, I still associate him more with Marvel because it's just of the mainline books he's been just doing. Just exactly. what you've read. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. Well, and, and still, I feel like this keeps the companies fresh. I, I, if you're going to do exclusives, then mm. I feel like in, in sports where they where they can trade players. So I just feel like it freshens mm. things up. If people that have worked at DC 
for for a while. Yeah. I'm not saying John's. John's will always be DC, but they'll take my favorite. Um, but everyone else is fair game. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else is fair game. You know, like I I'd almost like want to see what Tomasi would do with with some of these characters over yeah. at Marvel. Um, you know, same with Soul. That's why I jumped onto his Daredevil so quick. Was I enjoyed his work at DC yeah. and to see him on other characters. Marvel can keep Soul. I'm fine. <laughs> he's stepping away from a lot of stuff now, though, isn't he? he is. Yeah, he's doing. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I, I can't even always create her own stuff. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's creator owned, and I think you that book that he wrote was, I guess, pretty successful. So I think he's gonna start focusing on some of that stuff. He's probably getting yeah. movie and TV deals because that's the big thing. Yeah, now. Lemire's got some movie TV deals. Uh, Kelly Sue and Fraction got a deal this week with Legendary. I, I think I think Lemire got another one this this past week. Does, right? does that mean we're gonna be getting a Sex Criminals movie? Very possibly. <laughs> I think I'm, that, I'm was, that was that was. Um, that was one of the first things they announced as they were looking at doing a TV show of Sex Criminals. Uh, right. But yeah, no, it was Legendary Entertainment though they got a deal with this week. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, but anyway, so yeah, uh, uh, the action was great. The the uh, I loved that after she dealt with the 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 the, 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 the militia, she 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 notices Ares is still floating in the sky. So she goes up to meet him, and we have so again we have this conversation just floating in the sky, where she also she wants to know where Steve is, and he's like, hey, yeah, sorry, that's not me. <laughs> I, didn't, I have nothing to do with him. Yeah, I don't know where your, yes. know where your boy see. toy is. He's, he's somewhere. <laughs> uh, and that's where we come back to where Steve is with these uh, these mythical creatures. And yep. the, the cliff the cliffhanger here is that uh, uh, Aphrodite is, is with them. Aphrodite. Aphrodite, yeah. yes. Aphrodite, yes. Yep, yep. Uh, and, and she looks kind of similar to, to Diana. Yeah, a little here. bit. So... But I, I always like the take on Aphrodite that she looks as different to everybody because it's whatever your idea of love is yeah, or, you know, so, um, desire. I like so, the really but, just the, the casual t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's sitting there. And different. so, what did, I, I she reminded me of someone. Obviously, she, she makes us think of Diana because I agree with that. But she made me think yeah. of someone specifically other than that. Like an actress, I think. Let me look, come on. Uh, she kind of looks like uh, Kristen Ritter. To me, yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting Kristen Ritter from her, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. so, so here's my theory on this: is I feel like I don't feel like artists do stuff not on purpose. So I feel like if if you know mythology, Ares you've never seen my art, Matt. I definitely do stuff not on purpose. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're king. You're king asking that way. Yes, yes. Right? I think me yeah. and King could have a little competition, but I'm yeah, not fighting anyone else. It'd be like the competition in Mister Miracle that they talked about. Yeah. You know? Yes. Who's the master now? But anyways, Ares and Aphrodite are, are are a thing in mythology, even though Aphrodite's married to Hephaestus. And so part of the story is always our Hephaestus is trying to catch them cheating, but That's they always Hephaestus is an ugly son of a bitch. Exactly. And so and and the fact that at least me and some other people seem to think that Ares' new form looks like Steve, uh, and here Aphrodite's looking like diana i'm feeling we're supposed to draw parallels between steve and diana and aries and aphrodite eventually that's where the story's going to be could going be. i i'm wondering is is aphrodite kind of manipulating that's diana and I think, to, to maybe see steve a little bit yeah and that's what i'm, I'm uh, that's what yeah. i'm thinking is that down the line in a couple issues we'll see that this is part of the plan if, if that's the case then then fair play then fair play yeah uh, if it's just thematic then that's also fair play well because i was i was getting a little upset going like okay then why why change him and then 
I got to the end of this issue and was like, okay, I think she looks like Diana. I think my only critique of this, if this all turns out to be the case, would be that it seems a lot more obvious in the art than it is to Diana, who should probably be mentioning it if it's as if it's as blatant yeah. as this. Where if it's more subtle and gradual, where she notices those qualities of Steve kind of bleeding through over time, then it maybe yeah. shouldn't have been as obvious to us immediately, or at least to Matt. Right. Yeah, at least to Matt. Yeah. yeah. So. So. Yeah. I just you don't you don't take a guy that we had just seen and was dark haired, and dark eyed, and then and turn him into a blonde haired, blue eyed dude. Like that's just. Uh, you I want reasons. You haven't seen into the Spider Verse yet. No, hey, don't don't mess with me. I need to know. I need Nick Miller Spider Man right yeah. now. So. Uh, that, that, that's not really a spoiler, but it, it, that reference will make sense when you see the movie. <laughs> I'm really intrigued as to what that yes. was. So, but but yeah, so um, I, I'm starting to warm up to the art a little more here for the reasons you guys were, were saying the action. Mm-hmm. But there's still not not to Connor on on the art. There's still some that faces don't look quite right to me. There's kind of a rough quality to some of it, but. There was um, a there was a chopper there coming for Matt. It was. Oh, it's coming back, back again. Is your phone I, on your desk, Matt? Yeah, but it's not by the mic, so. It, it's <laughs> well, all the way over. well, the noises say otherwise. See, I I don't I disagree. It's not phone interference it's noises. Not phone, okay. They're just. It sounds more like dodgy cable noises. All right. I, that could be too. Let me. Yeah. It's gonna go. lose all sound now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just. The the cable's dragging. So I'm gonna go to shit now. All right. Uh, anything, anything else we want to add on Wonder Woman, which I, I think is shipping just, up to a really good run. Uh, so one of far. my favorite touches in the art is uh, you know when she's throwing up the the sword to to lasso it. Yes. It goes over the panel into the next panel, and it's one of the only times in the issue my, that, that that it happens mm. like that. There's only a handful of occasions in the book where it does that, where it overlaps. And it just it just really accentuates the height of it without actually yeah. showing it. Yeah, no, the the action's phenomenal. Uh, yeah, and this makes me really safe for for what's coming uh, throughout future stories. So, uh, no, uh, we'll rate the book then, Matt. What are you giving Wonder Woman sixty? This one was a eight point five. I, I like this one more than the other two so far. There you go, uh, Car. I'm going an eight. It's just knocked down a little bit because I think Ares changes his mind a little bit too quickly twice uh i would agree with matt and go with 8.5 i thought this was was really good um my, i'm on a good streak so far well i'm curious to see what which issue will finally break it this week but uh, uh, uh really good i think this one's uh, shaping up to be something special so yeah we will move on to the flash issue 60 joshua williamson writing uh, rafa sandoval on the art we're in the middle of the force quest storyline and we have uh, you know, we went to uh, Court of Maltese, and we have uh, what's the name of this? This uh, strength force. Forza. Forza. Thank you. Uh, Forza. Uh, and we we fight her a little bit, uh, and I say we, I mean the Flash. And uh, obviously things calm down eventually, and uh, she introduces the Flash and Iris to their to to her, her secret mountain hideout where she's put some yeah. of the town folk in. Uh, yeah, not, not and then lie. we take some That's inspiration cool. from the TV show. And we do take some inspiration for the TV show because Barry, the idiot, drops his cowl and is like, hey, I'm Barry Allen. This is such a... Th- I laughed out loud because of the TV show. I, I, I read this at three o'clock last night in bed and I was like, don't laugh too loud. Just keep it down. Keep it down. Don't wake her up. So so I've, I've been catching up on The Flash trying to get to the, the, the crisis, whatever. Crossover. Uh, no, Elseworlds. Elseworlds, yeah. That's what it was. Uh, I was calling it crisis because of the, the monitor. It's so good, Matt. That, that, that's, that's I, I will get there. This was so yeah. good. I, I was expecting a fun mess. It ended up being a genuinely good 
like yeah, crossover. I've heard it. If you had issues with Justice League, this is what Justice League should have been. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I've heard. So, anyways, I'm catching up on Flash, and we're watching them. And uh, even even my wife's picked up on my affinity for for Nora, yes, and, and whatnot. But she goes, wait, does every character know he's the Flash? And this is just her cursory being there while I'm watching two or three episodes. I go, well, basically, like, there's only a couple people that don't. So yeah. that, that's on brand. The red shirts don't, but every, all the main characters pretty much do at this point. Exactly. And, and, and so... the red shirts, half of them find out anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he has taken down that mask in the show far too often, far too easily. Exactly. So, uh, so even she's picking up on that. Um, and then here, when you bring it up here, I was like, yeah, but it's very, very Flash TV show. Yeah, so. very funny. Uh, um, but so he wants to learn about uh, the strength force and she kind of understands some of it, but she's not really got into the gravity mm-hmm. stuff yet. She's like, oh, no, I use the strength. and uh, Which which I like because that's a lot like Barry not fully yeah. Cause, cause at first it was into the speed force. Yeah, at first it was just the speed and then it eventually mm-hmm. onto phase and, you know, it, like stuff added right. on as it, as it went. It wasn't yeah. just... And- and I like that, and I like I like her origin where it just kind of hit her like it kind of hit him. Although she had all of the aspects that you would want in a hero, you know. Yeah, she was already uh, an activist. She was already trying to fix the yeah, her, her, her country. Kind of like Barry. You know? Barry was already a good guy because he was a, a, a CSI, you know, like trying to catch bad guys. Which I, I laughed so, actually when he mentioned he's a CSI, and she's like, "Oh, like a TV, TV show? show," and I was just like, "Oh, don't get him started." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love it's like I wish I could just montage, you know, and, different things. And I, I was actually laughing because I thought technically you can compared to everyone else, you can montage your way through a. a, a yeah, but then, like he says, he can't speed up the results. Yeah, true, right. true, true, true. Uh, yeah, and we also found out that there's a corrupt policeman, and that's like kind of the, the, the plot that's going so, on in the city right now. So I know, I know it's Corto Maltese. So there's always a, a there's a Latin flavor to the names, right? Mm. Yeah, I couldn't not read his name as Cauldron. Right. Yeah, I was reading it as Cauldron and my simple yeah. English speaking. So I, but say I feel it should be like Cauldron or something like Probably. that. I'm trying to right. find it again so I can see. Is it just spelled like Cauldron? Because I just yeah, read it as Cauldron. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of funny as I'm reading it. And um, the Gemini, the, these guys. Yeah, they, they've, they've, they've got a, a leg up in the flash. They're heading to the next destination. They're ahead of them. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't get them yet. Like, I I get that they want the speed force and they're thieves and whatnot, but like, mm. them tying up the whole trade and stuff. I'm like, these guys are like villains out of a '30s movie. Um, yeah, I, I really don't like them. I don't really yeah. have like a dislike for them. I don't necessarily like them no, either. Just, they're just kind of yeah, they're there. They're I, the I liked that they were only in one page. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, this is just reminding us of what what they're doing, so that we're not going to be like, oh, this is bullshit when they show up again. Like, yeah, it's more of a, oh, the, hey, they're coming back. I'm like, uh. Yeah. Out of all the villains that Williamson has created for, for during his Flash run, I definitely like them the least. That's you know, I don't hate them, though. They're just kind of... No, they're, they're, they're just kind of there. But yeah. the way that they talk and kind of their whole affectation, they're almost like... Um, is it the Thin Man with, with the, the husband and wife team and the dog? The Thin Man? <sighs> Yeah, the, the, they were a, a series of movies in the 30s and 40s. Um, Nick and Nora, I think their names were. They had a dog. This is not ringing bells. Yeah, okay. completely the, unfamiliar to me, but you could so, be right. So, so the, the third man was, was Harry Lyon, right? That's, that's that yes. movie. 
Because I get okay, so then I think it's the Thin Man, but they kind of remind me of evil versions of of them. Um, All right, okay. Uh, I think I would say I like I liked uh, when we cut back to Central City and we get some Commander Cole doing some policing with uh, Detective Burns. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with with some added flirting because she says you want to get some ice cream after this. He's like, was that a joke? And I was like, no, I'm just flirting. <laughs> like, I just want to go get some ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like that. I like that Burns has become a um a supporting character yeah. after yeah. the Sage Force. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm digging this. Yeah. I'm di- I'm digging the, the 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 rogues as well. Looking at Commander Kong, like, this this asshole impersonator. We're not having them. So, oh. so. And, it, and it's not just the ro- it's it's Trickster's squad. It looks like. Yeah. There's a lady dressed up as Trickster, too, right? It's like, the Tricksters, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I like the idea of a Trickster family, because we always get, like, the evil Flash family, right? We had a Yeah, because the old, the old Trickster yeah. came back. He, he showed up uh, yeah. a couple arcs ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I assume this up... was to do with them. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he picked up um, Axel after the whole Strength Force fiasco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You know, so... But I like the idea of there, there being a Trickster family. Um. No, I, I dug that. I, I dug that with the strength force, we we're setting up some rules where the the heavier the thing she picks up, the more vulnerable the rest of Because she's, she's, she's basically bulletproof, you know, at default. Right. But when she starts picking up heavy stuff, it, like, takes all the energy and does that. And because of that, it makes her more vulnerable. And, like, and it's not, it's like she was lifting up a tank and she was saying that she could still take a punch, but it would hurt. So yeah. that gives you some sort of, like, because let's say she picks up a building. Does that mean that she's right. not bulletproof while she's doing that? Right. It adds this, this rule to it, and I'm like, okay, I kind of like right. that. It has a vulnerability. Well, I, like, I like that it kicks up her metabolism as well to, you know, she's constantly oh, yeah. eating like the Flash does. Yeah, these so, energy. Yeah. 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 Um, and I also feel like these these forces, they were meant to defend the, the multiverse, but I feel like each of them is a counterpart to the other. So, like, the speed force has the still force, and then the strength force has the sage I was, force. Joe, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about how like, the lanterns have all the light spectrum, right? And then mm-hmm. you have the, the life spectrum, yeah. which is the red, the green, and the death, right? I was right. kind of looking at this as more of the, the physics-based like, sort of, like, mm-hmm. entities, where you've got the strength, still, speed, um, and then sage, which is kind of different. But, you know, like yeah. just, that's kind of the pocket they kind of occupy. Is this these yeah. more physics things? Uh, so basically, we end the issue with the the corrupt cop coming in with some. He, he gets a lot of black market tech and like advanced tech and stuff, yeah. and he has a gun that has sage force bubbles. Because at first it's quite funny, you're like, "Why is he shooting bubbles?" And they're laughing about it. Yeah. And then Barry kind of realizes. Well, yeah, because she found out that he's importing like super weapons. Yeah. To into Corda Maltese, and so this is them, and uh, he he got to. One of the one of the citizens, and they kind of gave up her her secret base. So, um, but yeah, uh, and it's Sage Force, and it, it traps them, you know, at the end. So no, I'm really enjoying the Flash right yeah. now. Yeah, because like the, the bubbles all turn into little gremlin-looking things. Right, That's little demon happens. dudes. Uh, kind of yeah. like little mini nightcrawlers, you know, with stupidly long tongues. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm okay with so. this. I enjoyed this issue. Mm-hmm. I'm liking how it's building on everything of. We've, we've done yeah you do yeah uh and yeah i mean i think sandoval's art's not as uh as great as some of the arts we've had on flash it's, it's a bit more just kind of serviceable in places yeah yeah i've said the uh, last few issues i yeah. i like sandoval uh you know i really enjoyed him when we had him on uh hallam pals for a while mm-hmm. uh, do not like his splash at all uh, and, i think i think he's coming to his own right now like if he goes another couple issues mm. I feel like it'll start popping like it used to, but I like I like the design of Forza. 
I like that it's it's a it's similar to Flash, but not the same. You know, do I like a better outfit? I like, I like the uh, the uh, the Mortal Kombat style sort of mask. It's not, you know, it's not a whole head. It's just the it's just the the, the, the face guard. Yeah, right. I like that. So yeah. Uh, all right, that's right. That's right. The issue. Flash sixty. What are you giving it, Matt? Uh, it's an eight. Connor? Uh, seven. I've got to split a difference. Call it 7.5. Yeah. Uh, which is not enjoyable. That's not breaking my streak. I still, yeah. I still quite yeah. like this a lot. I just... Uh, yeah. It's not a standout necessarily on its own. What, what, what's going to do it? I'm digging, I, I I'm digging the run right minus. Digging the is run it coming up next? Uh, well, Maybe. next up, Supergirl. Uh, issue 25. Oh, oh no. I'm, I'm going to dip my hand and say no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is... Well, it's the main story is Mark and Draco and Emmanuel Aldo Pacino on art. I'll tell you what the, the the backup stories were when we get to them. I'll just see them on the page. Well, there, there's also a secondary oh, artist on, like, the last three pages. Three or four pages. Look, Pacino now. Like, why, why does this book get artist after artist? Look, this, this book is fantastic. I'm going to say this issue is fantastic. This is not mm-hmm. breaking the damn streak. This is, this is up in the streak. No. Uh... The main story, Supergirl, of course, landed, or not landed, but got to the uh, the, the, the remains of Krypton. What's left? The remnants, yeah. yeah. Uh, of Krypton, and started freaking out. Cause, and I like how they explain here that she didn't think this was going to be a problem because she thought, A, the radiation wouldn't be as high, and B, the ship should have protected her from it. So it's a surprise it's this right. much. Which I like, because I, my only complaint about the end of the last issue is I thought she should have kind of predicted this, <laughs> that this would hurt yeah well and also the the, the damn the shields are taking some damage from, yeah. from her journeys and whatnot so which let's that makes sense um yeah Ars this fantastic. issue made me really like the kaluan guy who i can't remember his name um yeah let's find his name because i can't remember either uh oh, God, it's like doll or something like that yeah let me let me find it anyway um so like kara gets a space suit on and then the Kaloon guy like is like, oh, I'll, I'll get Crypto suited up because Crypto looks like he's in pain as well. And I never even yeah, thought of that Zinder. last issue. Sorry, it's Zinder. Zinder with with a Z. Yep. Or a Z for you, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, I, I know what Z means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so even Crypto's in a little space suit to help him with yep. the thing. Uh, honestly, my only complaint with the art at all, because obviously Lupacino is fantastic and it's gorgeous. Um, is after Supergirl was a space suit on, there's like a two-page layout, and I thought that the way she's drawn the reflection on the the visor, or the, the 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 astronaut suit, mm-hmm. it instead of looking looking like a reflection, it looks like the, the, there's like a, a hole in it. It looks like there's like a bro- it's broken glass to me. Like you know how you see her face coming through it. Yeah, now now that I can I can see it. It, to, to me it looks like there's just a hole in it I thought wait is there a hole in it so the suit's useless then but it's, it's not it's just right. the way she's drawn the reflection on it right uh, yeah I hear what you're saying now yeah so yeah. you know uh, but so Supergirl's here she's looking for for clues and she ends up in, encountering a a being called Splice who attacks which, her which I was like oh come on Andreco <laughs> and then but but then the name ends up making sense when we, when we get to the end of the issue yeah, um yeah but it, you find out that it's the guardian of, of Krypton or caretaker of Krypton. Yeah. Uh, and like it can shapeshift and it seems like it has um, Tamaranian like solar powers. So it can hit her with star bolts and, and stuff. Yeah, because Supergirl pieces uh, this together because she's like, oh, that was like a, a Tamaran blast. And then, oh, that was like a. Right. Uh, uh, Derlin. Derlin shapeshift. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's yeah. Like another thing. So, like, oh, it must be some sort of like, you know, absorbing entity that can right. mimic all these things. Uh, 
And then she starts having flashbacks, like, you know, the, the effects of the crypt, uh, kryptonite make her kind of hallucinate a couple of times during this fight. Yep. And she, like, thinks she's with her parents, but then her parents, like, turn evil and, like, attack her and stuff the like zombies, that. Zombies, yeah. Yeah. It's doing all this stuff. And she's trying to, like, keep her, keep her cool. But she remembers something important. She remembers this device that her father was making that would maybe save Krypton. This, 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 uh, what, what did he call it? Uh, da, 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 da. It's, it, it can restart the planet's core. Yeah, that's is what, what it says. says. Uh, but it's the same um, thing that Rogozar was going to use on Earth to, like, to destroy Earth. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. So she starts piecing together, did, did this device that was meant to help get reversed and turn into something that actually brought on the destruction of Krypton quicker? And that maybe he yeah. had a hand in it inadvertently. Yeah, she's what she's uh, worried. She's worried that her, yeah, the, the device helped kill Krypton, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, I'm liking it. The parentage of, of both Kara and Cal are both kind of becoming kind of important in terms of they, what happened. Yeah, the L boys kind of you know <laughs> didn't didn't do too much, didn't do too much good as we think they always have. And you know what? Both of them survived, and I'm just realizing this because. Zorel became the cyborg Superman. That's and, right. And yeah, yeah. Jorel was, you know, running around through space with with his grandson. So, um, I, I think that's just I, a, I, that's a criticism of comic books that they can't help but bring characters back to life. I know. I just I didn't I didn't see it until this yeah. moment. Uh, but I also like as as Kara's fighting Spice. Uh, to to Kara, Spice becomes Rogelzar. Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty cool because it gets. You know, it reminds us that she's on this mission for Czar to find out his origins and why he did what he did. So, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I dig that. And then they, they get zapped away. Basically, Kara and Splice yeah. get zapped by whoever's, like, doing this. And yeah. we end up at the the, the Citadel and uh, Harry Hoham, uh, who's the Czar of the Citadel. So, we're getting to some Omega Men stuff, like that, that corner of the galaxy. Yeah. Is that Hoham or Hokum? Oh, maybe a K, you're right. I thought it was a H. Yeah. They, to okay. be fair, the H and the K look really similar. They do. So that's why I didn't know. The Terry Ho-Hum, I'm just saying, that's well, a bad name. Then it could be Kokum, <laughs> though. <laughs> it could be both Ks. It could be Kerry Kokum. We need, we need to hit up yeah. a Draco. What's, I don't, I don't know which one makes more sense. All right. So, so, wait, I thought the Citadel was the school that she went to in space in New 52. Uh, what's that called, the Citadel? I think so. But is this Omega Men stuff? I don't. I don't know. I'm not familiar. That, with that was the Crucible. That was the Crucible. You're right. Yeah, Crucible. Crucible. Yeah, cause oh, okay. I knew it was Omega Men because it says at the bottom next Supergirl and the Omega Men. So I assumed that that's gotcha. what this. Because we didn't we go to the Citadel with uh, the Green Lantern stuff? When we, we did, did some of that and that's stuff. That's why it seems familiar. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, the familiar. Crucible was was New Fifty Two. That's right. Yeah, so um, that was the end of the, the main story. And uh, uh, what's his name? Zigor? Zinder. Zinder. Zinder's left yeah. on his own in a ship Zinder with Crypto. Cole. Being like, damn it, where did Kara go? So he's going to try and help, presumably, uh, next issue. Yeah. But uh, this was all good. So yeah. we got two backups. Mm-hmm. Two backups. The first one is a Zinder story. Uh, Zinder Cole, his name is. And this is in Draco again uh, with Brad Walker on art. And again, art's really he's good. He's like... He's like, you, you want to make me like this even more? Just make him space Indiana Jones. Yeah. So I was thinking that as well. He's an archaeologist. And, and he did. I enjoyed the hell out of this one. Yeah. So the smart thing here is that we've got the regular writer of the run doing a story 
to sort of basically just fill out one of our, our new supporting characters. He's basically saying here, you want to get to know him, let's take some time to like get to know this supporting character. And I like that. Because there's some people who I, I'll see online who get really upset when a, a book about any character will take an issue that doesn't focus on the main character. They get really upset and say, oh, this is not about Kara, this is about this dude. And I'm like, well, yeah, well, well, it's a backup story, so it's not that big a deal. And secondly, I have no problem with issues here or there. Same with TV. Like, no. I, don't, I don't need every episode to focus on the main character. I, I like when you get an episode that focuses on a supporting character. Like, let them have the spotlight, right? Yeah. Um, it, long, it fills out that world. As long as it doesn't do it too often, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. It, it can become a problem, but, it, you know, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. This book in no way has not been focusing on Kara for the duration of it. So. No. And, and the fact that we just got him joining up in the last issue. Yeah. Right? And, and now it kind of... He had mentioned he was a, a doctor, but not that kind. And I totally spaced that, yeah. you know, he was supposed to be a doctor till now. But then you find out, like, I mean, he's basically Indiana Jones. He's an archaeologist. And yeah, he's, he's, he went to go find this this rare flower on this planet. He's on, Yeah, on an alien planet. Everything's bright, bright and colorfully. And kind of this alien race. He ends up with this artifact he didn't intend. But the, the whole joke is here at the end of it, uh, Rogal Zar's symbols on the artifact. So he's encountered yeah. something that is connected to Rogal Zar in the past, which I'm sure will come up at some point. Yep. Well, and he finds out that it um, Krypton had a lost colony on this planet mm. that because he's picking up like uh, the the thing that comes out of that artifact is is a projection of basically the Kryptonians being slaughtered, and he thinks it's the the locals because the locals attack yeah. him right after with this technology that they basically shouldn't have. Like it's weird, but, but we know it's. Yeah, it's probably Czar. Yeah, that, that's right? why his thing, whatever this says, has been left behind. Right. It's because he came and killed them. Um, right. But it does also note that this, this, the locals here seem to have based some of their civilization on Krypton because of because yep. of this outpost, because of the technology was left behind. Mm-hmm. So now it was an interesting little just character thing to let us know a bit more about him. Um, you know, the idea that his father kind of hates what he does and all that kind of stuff. Just just a little bit of character for him, uh, which yep. was which was nice. Um, and then the final story, which is a Dan Jurgens Supergirl written story, mm-hmm. uh, really, really good. Uh, this is a Christmas story as well. Uh, and Jurgens oh. pointed out that he loves Supergirl, but he's actually not really gotten to write her that much. So I, I, I'm loving Andrako's run, but if Jurgens wants to take yeah. it after he's done, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, to be I, I like that week. it was a throwback to to her living in National City with with the Danvers. Yeah, she's got her, uh, her, her suit from before with the red scarf. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and it's basically this story how she comes home after fighting uh this uh a Megazon. <laughs> she was fighting a Megazon yep. in uh was it Iceland or Finland or somewhere cold. Uh, uh Norway. Norway, there you go. That's the summer yep. cold. Uh and she comes back and she's covered in gunk and she goes into her room and finds out that the Danvers have gotten rid of a lot of her stuff that she's outgrown for charity and stuff like that. But she's really upset because the box with clothes in it uh, had a basically a teddy bear that she had in Krypton. Yeah. That she was really close to, and it was like the one thing she had from her parents still with her. And mm. the Danvers are really you know heartbroken about it, and they kind of give her permission to go and like sneak into the orphanage and maybe try and get it back, uh, even though she's not supposed to use her powers for things like that. It's like, well, it's Christmas and we kind of screwed up, so just you know you can quietly go in and like maybe go, sneak go get it your pluot back. Yeah. And I feel like I see where the story is going. All right. Yeah, well, one of the when she gets there, a bunch of orphans, uh, orphans find her, and one of the little girls has already found it and is already kind of fallen in love with the with her toy, and 
you know, Supergirl looks really upset. The art's really good here because she gets really teary-eyed as she like yep. sees this this girl's falling in love with it, and she basically calls it the what Ace was the the hero she was fighting alongside in Finland. Yep. And mm-hmm. she gets Ace to come by and make it snow because this little girl wants snow because she she grew up in a place with, where it snowed a lot, but yep. her parents died and now she's living here where there's never going to be snow in National City. So she she calls in a favor and they get some snow and she lets the girl keep the keep the toy and that's this. It's a really heartwarming yeah. little Christmas story. It's nice. Yeah, it was really moving. Once once you realize that it went to an orphanage, you're like, oh, she ain't getting her toy back. Is there gonna be a kid that already got it? Yeah. And- you know yeah it's not it's not like unpredictable but it's solid no. in what it's doing and it's heartwarming mm-hmm. and joe you know it's funny this started and i realized it was a christmas story and i went christmas stories and then i went oh yeah it's middle of, middle of december this is actually timed quite well <laughs> it's like yep. 10 days away for, we for some for some reason yeah. i thought this was like november still and i was like why are we doing a christmas story <laughs> do you know i'm kind of feeling like it's it's weird because i think i mentioned my, my, my shop didn't get its christmas playlist usually we start mid-october and this year, it's just been broken, the download. Uh, so wow. I'm not sick of Christmas songs already. I haven't heard, <laughs> I've like barely heard them. It's it's very I, refreshing. Uh, I'm going to knock on wood right now, but I've made it this far with it, the Christmas music being on, on the radio station mm-hmm. here, and I've not heard 12 Days of Christmas. So I don't know if that song got banned, and if it did, I'm do happy. You know, what is, you know what I haven't heard yet, which is really weird? Uh-huh. Uh, Fairytale New York. I feel like I hear that all the time, usually. I like that song. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Oh, you must have. Yeah, maybe I, just, I don't know the title. Yeah. And, and I've heard it. But, yeah. um... I like that one. Anyway, we're talking yeah. about Christmas songs, we're talking about comics, and uh, yeah. Supergirl 25 was the, another solid issue. We've been digging this one a lot, yep. and I, I like how it's tied into the Rogel Czar stuff, but it feels like it's, it's you know, great art, the pacing's been great yeah. in every issue. And it's rare that I actually find that when there's a couple of backups that I like both. Usually there's one that's kind of yeah. like, eh, you know, like... Yeah, why was this here? You yeah. know, it's just filler. But no, this one, it, it, they both like... Like, the the first one definitely informed the story more. Yeah. And the last one was just kind of like, okay, it's Christmas. Like, we'll have a super yeah. real Christmas story. The, the, the first so. one was a spotlight on a new character to let us get to know him yeah. a little bit. And then the second one was just a nice little Christmas Supergirl story that yeah, yeah was good. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So no, what are you giving it, Matt? Oh, sir, this was a nine. I really enjoyed this entire. Issue. I concur. I, I'll also give this a nine. That was great. Jeez. Don't hold back, guys. That was great. Supergirl's been fantastic. You you have been missing out. I yeah. know, but it's gonna cross over, and then I'm gonna hate it. So next up, then we'll move on to Justice League Dark Issue Six. James Tynan the fourth, uh, with art by Daniel Semper, and I'm saying Tynan now because. <laughs> T- t- on Twitter, he cracked a joke about how his friends call him Tynan and then people from other countries call him Tinian. <laughs> and I thought, well, sh- damn it. Now I, now I feel like I'm, I'm being called, well, called out as a, as, as being well, wrong. You mean like I, that time where it was, oh, we learned how to say it and we went, we should probably say it that way and then you never did. I think Tinian sounds better and it's spelt that but way. But you know what? No, Pete, Pete has waffled back and forth a couple times yes. between calling him Tynan and Tinian. I'm I am from the same country he's from, so I'm I'm gonna do the opposite and call him Tinian. You know? <laughs> no. So you know, you know what? I feel the same about you know uh, Megred Scott. So yeah. I went to, you know on her Twitter, she's like, you know, uh, to to me that was Maraid. You know when I, when I said that, that's how I knew it. And um, 
She went she, until she heard that name on like I think it was on Game of Thrones at one point. She's like she'd yeah. never heard her name said that way, and it's just like that's just wrong. Actually, Joe, you know, it's funny for me. Uh, it's uh, Scarlett uh, Johansson. To me, that should be a Johansson. yeah. It's Johansson, but to me, because I've I've heard that said as a Y from you know, presumably Germany. Uh, well, no, it's it, it, yeah, it's Scandinavian that way. Yeah. It's a Scandinavian name, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so, so to it, me, but even she says Johansson. But in an interview, she she says her name is Johansson. But I still say Johansson every time I say her name. Yeah, yeah the, the ones that get me, uh, Gal Gadot is what it's supposed to be. It's not Gadot. I still say Gadot. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not changing that. I know. I know there are some people that say Melissa Benoist as you know Benoit, you know the, the French way. Yeah. Nah, nah I say Benoist, be. and even she says Benoist. No, she does well. Yeah. As I was saying, you know, these these are all the the correct ways that they say this. It's probably how we to, should to say. Me, Benoit is spelled completely different, and yeah, well, yeah, well, Pete gets what I'm saying. Yeah, Benoit is both the spelling of that guy and also Benoist. Yeah. They, they, they both mean Benoit, right? But, so, uh, but yeah. um, but anyways, uh, it's really dark. Yeah, it's really dark. Uh, Samper's Wonder Woman is phenomenal. Yes, I mean the, the art's great throughout, but specifically his Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, I like his Z. His Zatanna's pretty great too. So yeah. uh, we're in the mirror. Uh, we're in the mirror, and basically, chimp. Hold on, we're not, we're not. It may, you made it sound like we're in a mirror, but we're in mirror. I told, I told you this last time that the way I say mirror, it sounds like mirror, <laughs> and that, that's why I, I didn't want to say it that way. But here we are. We're, we're in, we're in mirror. Egg sounds like egg is what I basically just heard. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, uh... egg does sound like egg though. So sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely okay, no. some things Pete can't say differently, like woman and women. Women and women. There you go. I said it. Shop. You guys ever see the SNL bit where it's the 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 two? I'm assuming they're Scandinavian, like European, and their names are both Nenny and Nenny, but no one can ever pronounce them right. And it's a guy and a girl. She goes, "No, he is Nenny, and I am Nenny." <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's uh, it's um. Shoot. Anyways, look look that up. I can't remember who's who's in the bit, but it's real funny. Yeah. Sure, we've hit that point in the middle of the show. We've been going long enough, but we're also long enough from the end that my hunger's starting to take over, and I'm like, I hate you oh. two for yeah. continuing to talk so much. <laughs> to be fair, I'm so just Lee Dark. So uh, yeah, Jim, Jim, Jim messed up. Yes, uh, just so, so, yeah, I was explaining the plot. Oh. That's what I was trying to do, but I was so rudely mocked for my pronunciation of mirror. Uh, right, so Chimp messed up by trying to bring back Nightmaster, and instead he he basically enacted that everyone who was dead in in Mirror would keep coming back. So there's a skeleton. Broke death. Yes, he broke death. There's a skeleton army attacking the castle, and this is what Blue Devil was in. Blue Devil got announced for the Swamp Thing TV show, and I was bugging me what I what I read him in recently, and it was this. I told you when he was announced. I said, "Oh, we just saw yeah. him recently." I, you ever I told me the book though? Well, I could have told you. If but you asked. see, I like I like that basically Chimp tricked Blue Devil into taking his place mm. as the defender of Mira, and then his, you know, him talking to the Justice League Dark and being like, "Yeah, so I'm basically just an actor and not a great one at that, and I've had to act like I know what I'm doing." Yeah. The entire time, I loved that that turn. What touch? Yeah. I, do you want to touch? I liked about Chimp. I liked the idea. He asked for like mead at one point. I said, "Well, you're going to drink when you're you're doing this, like you know, 
spell that's going to fix the world. He's like, no, no, seriously, it helps me think because my intelligence is so high that if when I when I read a certain word, I'll think of every other time I've read it. I need the, I need the alcohol to dull that out so I can focus. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, when when woman woman passes the flask through the yeah. through the jail cell and he's like, oh, what's that? She goes, mead. She says, Bless you. And then she yeah. rips off the cell door, or uh, yeah. even the door, just the whole, the whole, just the wall, yeah, just the, the whole, whole thing, wall. yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I like too, you know, Pete always says that you know, you can do magic really well when you establish the the rules. Mm-hmm. And here, you know how they how they compared the magic in our world. It's like it's a little tiny bit, but in Mira, it's the whole thing. So one little thing goes wrong in a spell, and it completely uproots that entire world. Uh, so, so I like that that Tinian's, you know, he's establishing just how different it is there. Also, Blue Devil looking at Man Bat and going, "Isn't he a Batman villain?" <laughs> and him going, "Hey, the serum was wrong. You know, I don't want to eat any of your guys' faces right now, so we're good." Like I love Man Bat more and more each issue. Nah, that's good. That's good. Um... So no, I I enjoyed the issue. I I I didn't love it. I'm I, it's still not reached the height of the first like three for me since since we did the, uh, the this, crossover. This this arc is back up for me. Right, this yeah, is top. I like four. these two issues, um, and then so Detective Chimp, you know, we find out that he broke death and whatnot by trying to take the uh, cheap way out, but his mission's mm-hmm. still not over because he has to pass the sword. To Nightmaster's actual son. Yeah, we find out somewhere. So this is his getter. This is why he's not going to be saddled with us yeah. forever. There's a son to pass it on to. So. Allegedly, he doesn't really believe it. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, sure. I can't yeah. find him. It'll happen. We'll find him. Oh, I will. Yeah. But but it's a mystery, and yeah. Detective Chimp loves the mystery, and so I love that. And then we got uh, so Connor's our, our resident Doctor uh, Fate fan. Mm. Yes. Um. So so Naboo, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the helm. He is the helm, yeah, kind of. Right. So there, there's no one perceivably in that body, right? Like, it's just basically clothes moving around by itself. Um, uh, no, I think it's Kent Nelson. Yeah, but he's been possessed by, the, by when Naboo, yeah, just, Naboo's locked Kent Nelson's Because I was going away. to question, actually, when he okay. takes off the helmet at one point, I thought, wait, you, sh- sh- shouldn't Nelson be back in control then when the helm is right. off? And that's what I thought too. So that's why I thought, well, no, he's just the costume running around. I think it's just at that point, Naboo's just like, no, 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 okay. I'm in control here. Then the mm-hmm. helmet, it's it's still extending. Yeah, oh. because and, and, it, him and the Phantom Stranger are basically duking out magically throughout the issue. Yeah. Um, and then eventually Constantine kind of sacrifices himself and says, no, Swamp Thing, get out. We, we, we need you to win this. So Swamp Thing yeah. goes to the rest of the team. Yeah. Notably, nobody. But yeah, I'm okay if this Constantine's gone. Yeah, well, no, just, just uh, yeah. Back so, over to Vertigo. But did he get pulled into the helm like uh, like Phantom Stranger did? Yeah, so t- I yeah. guess technically it's not yeah. death anyway. He could come yeah. back. Yeah, because I feel like this is like in in those movies where the villain allows themselves to get caught, so he can work it from the inside. Yeah. I feel that's what yeah, what Constantine I, did. He's put but a, also, put a game, so yeah. we were wondering if Phantom Stranger was still the New Fifty Two version. Of, of Judas and this was his patents you know for for what he did I don't think so because they made mention like strangers been you know on earth even before earth was a thing yeah uh, I, this is then this I think this is the retcon because up until yeah. you know when you asked me last issue I had mm-hmm. not seen anything to contradict that it had right. changed you know that, that it wasn't the new 52 version right. um 
this doesn't feel like that now, though. This feels no. like the classic, you know, etern- eternal entity. Yeah, and so and I like that because I like that he kind of represents Earth and of itself and yeah. and whatnot. But like the whole idea of there's only a few people that could ever go toe to toe with Phantom Stranger, but one of them was always Doctor Fate. Yeah, and you just get that moment that he absorbs him into the helm. You're like, oh man. So this Lords of Order stuff is like, I'm really, really digging. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Cosstein writes some messages to Zatanna, uh, th- through blood, some some <laughs> wrist cutting, <laughs> some blood magic, yeah. like. Uh, uh, Classic Constantine. Uh, yeah, saying right? Fane Mordor. So, so that's. Uh, what that makes gonna, me excited. What they're going to be on on the hunt for next issue, presumably. Yeah. Because I, I just read the first chunk of, of the Robinson and, and John's JSA. And mm. Mordrew factors really heavily in there. Yeah. So, and he was going after the fate child. Yeah, he's a big like, oh. part of that first arc in the tower, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Really good stuff. So, I, I think for me, obviously, I don't love the magic stuff as much as you do. Um, and I think for me, I think the first half of this issue was a little bit heavy on the word balloons. Uh, very dense word balloons as well. And I say that because, you know, sometimes when you're reading a comic, and especially when you've got a two-page layout, and this is not this is not strange to Tynan's writing, but sometimes the screen will start to like go dark because I've not touched anything in a while, because it's been, it's, it's been taking so long to read. That happened to me in this book on a single page. And it's never happened to me before on a one-page like page, if you know what I mean, like a single-page layout. And it happened I mean, to me. He is, he is a student of Snyder, yeah. right? Like, so. And I was near the end of it. Don't get me wrong. When it when it started yeah. to like fade out, and I had to tap it to make it light up again. But like, it's never happened to me on a single page before. And I'm like, kill it, <laughs> kill it with the exposition. Stop all I'm saying. <laughs> Just kill no. it down a little bit. I, I didn't notice it's not it being a problem. I thought you were gonna... hmm? Yeah, I didn't either. It is. It's, I feel like so many of the books I read this week had such good pacing. I felt the pacing in the first half of this one just felt a little bit chuggy because of it. Okay. I, I guess it's one of those things where I was into what it was saying or what the dialogue was, so I didn't feel it. Whereas, mm. you know, if you're not as into it, it's much more of a problem, like, right? Yeah. And, and so, and I'm going to say this with another book that's coming up, but um, I, I know this is a Justice League book. But it feels like one of those weird ones I would have read in the mid two thousands, like that nobody else was reading, like kind of like Demon Knights, in yeah. that way where they're odd characters. There's not really, or even Secret Six. Yeah, there's no um, real reason for them to be thrown together. It's just like, hey, yeah. this is cool. Hmm. Or 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 uh, Grayson's Outsiders was like that too. Yeah, you know. So, and I get that vibe from from this this team, and I like learning about all of them. Yeah, uh, and what they do. So, um, I'm I want to know what's what Swamp Thing and Constantine's plan was because the idea that those two are being forced to work together yeah. is Actually, classic, isn't it? I really liked uh, Tracy Thirteen. Like Bobo comes oh. back, and he's like, "Get some drinks," and she's like, "No, nah, I'm done for the day. I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> Piss off. Yep. Yeah, I think that. I think that. Anyway, all right, so let's rate the book then, Matt. What are you giving it? Yep, this was an eight. I'm, I'm just handing them out. This yeah, week. apparently so, uh, Connor. Uh, I'm going with 8.5. It worked for me. Yeah, I, I'm going with a 7 on this. Um, I still liked it. I guess it's still stuff I like. I, I like Chimp a lot. I like some of the stuff that it's doing. Uh, but I'm not as big in some of the mythology stuff as a lot of this magic side of things. Uh, yeah. Particularly here where it's not necessarily horror. Because the, the other kind, like they're they're terrifying and scary and like this mysterious yeah. thing. Whereas 
the, the mirror stuff is a bit more Wizard of Ozzy. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I'm know. When, the, when that. that page with all the skeletons charging at them, I'm like, That's hell yeah, cool. I'm so into this. Little yeah. Army of Darkness, That's sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure. Missing Bruce Campbell to make it pop, though. Uh, yeah. But uh, and then I thought it was a bit wordy, uh, especially in the first Bruce, half. Bruce Campbell is Detective Chimp. Oh, okay. he he could voice Detective Chimp. I can he see could. that. Yeah. I could see it. Uh, so there you go. I uh, will move on then to uh, Randall in the middle. And the reason why this is in the middle, I don't want to put all the Bat books at the start. So I put the Batman yeah. who laughs here yeah. right in the middle. <laughs> so this is issue one of this mini series. Scott Snyder writing Jock on art, uh, which right away means art's going to be really nice. So art, Fantastic. art, art was gl- yeah. glorious. Yeah. So hell of a variant from Capullo as well. Oh sure, yeah. Mm. So here's the thing with this. I wasn't sure what the focus of this was going to be. Like, is this going to be like a Batman story where the Batman who laughs is the villain, or is like he the protagonist? And I'm glad that he's not the protagonist because I think that'd have been a weird read. Yeah, that would have been. So I mean, so here's the thing. I actually was really digging a lot of this because uh, because because I was like, oh, because because by the time we get to the, the section where. We get like a what was it the, the Grim Knight I think he's called who is like the Punisher yeah. Batman from another Earth. Yeah. Just icing people. Like, yeah. Just going through Arkham with guns everywhere. Yeah, just 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 killing like guards left and right, almost killing Mister Freeze because Mister Freeze is like, hey, you're not like this Batman, you're better than this. And he just like, what's wrong with you? Has yeah. a flamethrower. Trying to appeal to his sympathy. Uh. <laughs> right, and he gets to like uh, what looks like the Joker. When he throws the knife into the uh, the, the last guard's head, you know, just before the Joker's cell. Yeah. Uh, and the art's gorgeous as well. And I'm like, and I'm not necessarily one, I don't necessarily like evil Batman and Superman, right? But I like it when the real Batman or Superman are the one who has to fight them. Because then it becomes a bit more interesting because they're having to, like, face their own worst versions or, you know, some shit. Right. Um, so, and then, of course, like, you know, Joker's like, oh, you won't kill me. Uh, uh, and then the Batman who laughs appears and no, but I will. So, so that's Grim, that's, I keep wanting to say Grim Reaper. The Grim Knight is obviously working for the Batman who laughs, right? So, they established that. Which, which I don't like, because when I heard he was going to be in there, I figured this would have been the perfect foil for sure. the Batman who laughs. Yeah. I really think about it, but you know? that, that, that's fair. But at this point, I'm thinking, oh, this is kind of, this is like Batman on Infinite Earths, right? I'm kind of into this idea yeah. of all these crazy Batman, and the real Batman has to, like, deal with it. That's interesting. Then the ending happened, and I my opinion nosedived. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me, because we, we all know that I can get the tag of, I don't like Batman. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, for, for bias reasons, but I, just... I was really enjoying this, and then... The the grim the grim Batman stuff happened and I was just like oh, I don't necessarily like that. I was still into it. Out, I, I was still into well, it. Yeah, it was it was right it up until the last I, two pages that I didn't like. I, well, I like that, but then I you find out that that Joker was a decoy. I don't like that. Um, well, see that's funny because I don't necessarily like that in general, but it made sense to me here because I'm like, but we know the Joker's off with the Legion of Doom and shit. This is weird. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Yo, where, 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 who is this? Yeah, so, and it's like, is that part of the, like, Arkham Protocol that we just keep people in cells to make it look I, like I Joker? assume Joker. Oh, yeah, it's, no, put Joker the put the decoy. Like, there. Gordon only knew uh, it was a decoy because after he was dead, they, they checked him, obviously. And it was like, oh, this isn't uh, Joker. Oh, okay. Yeah, but everyone at Arkham thought it was the Joker. Gotcha, yeah. okay. I, I took it as decoy, like, like, no, this is like an operation of, No, 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 know. Joker's decoy, okay. so he could go away and do stuff. Yeah. And, uh, okay. okay. And, well, then I like it a little more now. Yeah. And I like I like Batman having to explain to Gordon 
who the Batman who laughs is. Like the, he's he's yeah. a version of Batman who killed the Joker. But the Joker had this stuff in his heart, this gas that turned the Batman into the Joker. So he's like a fusion of the both, right? right. And that's fine. Well, that... I like that it's, it's all of like the Batman who's obsessed with winning. Yeah. And and I like that because it, it's again, it's one of these. I'm gonna take down the because Batman argument, yeah. and I like that Snyder's using that. But when we got to the end and yeah, the the last three pages, the the Joker shows up in the in the cave out of some weird stupid Snyder level exposition thing. Um, no, this is this is this is from his new Fifty Two room. Yeah. How does that make With it less bullshit? In there. No, this is how Joker knows about how to be there because he it came, he came through those caves before and up the water. No, no, I'm talking about the idea that he was waiting there until they just turned yeah. turn the thing off. Yeah. Well, I assume, you know, it was, okay, no, he heard about the, the, the things. It's like, right, I'm going to go there now. And he was waiting on the other side, not in the water necessarily. I, I just I felt like, he, uh, how long has he been waiting there? It just felt like kind of weird to me. Probably yeah, only me a couple of hours. <laughs> That's still weird. Is it? He's just waiting until the Batman might figure this out, so so he'll open the open the gate. I mean, I think he's pretty confident Batman's going to figure it out. Okay, I don't know. I just it felt a bit convoluted to me. But so I do like that, you know, because Snyder is writing Justice League, and we get that um, that 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 rivalry between Joker yeah. and Batman who laughs. It's like Joker's like, no, nah, I don't like this guy. And this guy here's is the not thing. you. See, when Batman was like, oh, you'll be safe here, I thought, oh, this is interesting. The Batman's going to have to protect Joker. I thought, that, okay, that's an interesting concept for the rest of this story. And then yeah. Joker seemingly kills himself and releases the gas in his heart, which, and we end with the final page of Batman being Jokerized. And I'm like, okay, that's just, what? I don't hate this anywhere near as much as you do. I, I just, I just... Like either this is going to be like going to weird Elseworlds territory, or somehow this Jokerized Batman's not going to do anything that he's going to regret because I don't want him to do anything he's going no, to regret. No, this this is well, also... in continuity. It's got the DC Universe uh, corner box. Okay, well, and and uh, or okay, and then my final complaint is is the the final outcome is that it's just going to feel cheap and retconned, and it's another one of Snyder's yeah. bullshit cliffhangers that really mean nothing in the long run. Like yeah. I just I just don't like it. There's nothing about this cliffhanger that makes me go, it, oh, this it, is it, exciting. The last three pages remind me of All-Star Batman. Yeah. It, this can't be real because the Joker's not dead and Batman's not going to be Jokerized for long. And and here's the thing with Joker's... Like, he, call me a fool for pointing out flaws in, in Joker's plan. Like, so to, to defeat the Batman who laughs, you created another Batman who laughs. Yeah, I, so... I don't understand why you think the joke is actually dead and not. Well, he's not, not actually dead. I don't, I don't believe he's No, no, he's but it's, that dead. it's not just a you know a, a blood pack and and some gas in there. I I just that's my problem. It's presented as if he is. The entire cliffhanger just reeks of like his you know shock value. See, I no, I I, I on Batman himself turning sure, but on the Joker side, I don't agree. He he makes he fakes his death so Bruce comes into him and it's like and and goes over to him and gets the gas but still right? that makes sense even if if this goes the way they think it is is that bruce knows about the, the the toxin in in joker so which tells me that he's probably synthesized an antidote so yeah. that's it's kind of there's no i hate to bring up the stakes but i just feel like this is just a filler like i don't feel like anything's going to come of this Outside of destroying the because Batman, there, there, there could be that, something. That's fine. Yeah, there could be. I think the story overall may have something from it, but I've, this cliffhanger feels like a bullshit all-star Batman cliffhanger, where it's just there for the mm -hmm. shock value. And 
even if it's just the Batman side of it, then fine. But it still is. Like it just it feels like a sensational like be- because this is what's going to we have to do the shocking thing in comics. It's the exact you know opposite I of the norm. Really don't agree with this on this one. I just I, I hate this cliffhanger. I hate it. <laughs> I don't love it. I'm not like oh I can't wait to see what happens. But I I'm like yeah okay it's 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 a it's an end of an issue right I don't I don't get this hatred at all. It just it feels like uh just your typical shock bite. Of course, just, this is what he's going just, to do as the ending. I just feel slighted because I was really enjoying it up until that ending. Like the stuff with the houses and the the people. Yeah, that uh, that, that car chase. Yeah, that car chase yeah. with the chasing um, the the model homes and the truck was and, actually kind of fun. Bruce, yeah. Bruce finding a body of himself, but it's a version that is quit older. after having his yeah. back broken. Because yeah, you know, he's got all the scars and injuries from before that days, point, yeah. but he doesn't have right. anything from beyond the 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 bane breaking his so, back. So where did that come from? Yeah. Um, you know, so I like all that, and then we get to this, like Pete said, this all star. Don't get me wrong. Here's the reason I I like this going forward. If okay. if if this is sticking for the art, that you know, it's called the Batman who laughs, right? And I know, you know, that's the other the other Batman, but. The idea of no, no, no. It's it refers to both of them, I and guess, that's why I think it'll stick for the arc. You know, this this okay. story. I guess I just don't like the I didn't like the idea of the Batman who last being a protagonist. I don't necessarily like the idea of a Jokerized Batman being the protagonist either. I mean, it could be interesting. I'm not I'm not like opposed to it. It depends in, how in far gone he is. Like if it's kind of like like you know lukewarm Jokerization. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Does that make it this work? Is what I'm not know? like. I don't immediately hate it. I really I, don't. I don't. Did me the Batman who laughs will always be the end of Killing Joke when he finally laughs at Joker's joke? Sure, yeah. You know, like that's that always will mean more than any any of this I, you I know, think, metal stuff. I'm still reading this issue too. Like, I, I, I'm assuming that oh, it's, yeah. it's going to retcon this almost immediately or whatever, um, because I like the rest, the rest of the issue a lot, and I'm hoping it continues down the path of what the rest of the issue is doing. My, my assumption for the next issue is that, you know, you, you know, you said, oh, yeah, he'll have a, an antidote. Alfred will be like, here, let's get the antidote. But him in the Jokerized state will be like, no, 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 I'm staying like this. And I think that'll be part of the next issue. Yeah. Um... Guys, I got, the, I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. Snyder's going to fix Nightwing by <sighs> he's going to get hit with a crowbar. And it's gonna remind him that he's Dick Grayson, not Rick Grayson, and then we get Nightwing back. <laughs> See, you joke, but I'll take it. it yeah, I'll take Dick it. If, that, if that's what works, right? that works. Yeah, whatever works, man. Whatever works. Uh, so yeah, so that, I like the idea of this mystery alternate Bruce who's dead. Like, what, what universe did he come from? Yeah. Um, I like the car chase. I like the art. I like the stuff of like the the, the Grim Knight and you know just murdering everyone. And the idea of our Batman having to face these these different versions of Batman, uh, not like the ending. I don't like if this is what they stick with, and this is kind of what the premise of the whole thing is. Once we go as we keep going, um, I I will not be a fan of the following issues. But I'm hoping it, it becomes more of what I liked about the first issue, which is the majority of the issue, which makes rating it kind of weird. But it does, and I'm trying to get my rating together. But like those last those last couple pages really left a sour taste for me yeah you know? like it really colored the rest of the issue so yeah so i'll probably rate it like i'll go with a six because you know if you take out those last three pages this is probably a solid eight but 
I'm taking yeah. two points off for that bullshit what? ending. Okay, yeah. Nice to so, be. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a seven, because uh, I don't you know. I, I rate differently than Pete. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, didn't know, know. I didn't know whether to go yeah. six, seven, seven point five, like because again, I like two thirds of it, right? And then you get to the yeah. end part, and I just again it left a sour taste, and I I didn't. So it's weird. So yeah, that's broke a streak. Seven. Damn it. Oh, is it a really positive streak? What's funny is uh, yeah. something that, that that Pete often accuses me of is if I don't like an idea, I just you know, I, 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 well, I, and this is kind of that here. It's like it, it's not even done anything bad yet. It just doesn't like it as a concept, so he's against it. It's like I'm not I gonna mean, like it if it does this. That's true to a point, but I I feel like the cliffhanger itself feels like one of Snyder's cliffhangers where. It rem- well, like Matt said, it reminds me of All Star Batman. I'm, I'm more referring to when you said, if this is what the book is for the rest of it, I'm not going to enjoy it. Like you don't, you can't know that yet. Surely it's it's just just you know it hasn't you know, seen what it's doing with it. I don't think okay. It makes me very concerned and very okay, very. That's different. Hard, I I am skeptical of what the take could be on if it sticks with this that it, I could enjoy. Um, you've said some weirder things though. You've made some weird. Probably. You know, yeah. statements. Uh, what are you rating it anyway? Um, I'm giving it the eight because I really didn't have a problem with this end. <sighs> yeah, then I think that's fair. <laughs> I think there's the last couple pages knocks down a point. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. It's down two for Pete. So, yeah. So we'll move on uh, to Titans number 31. Uh, Dan Amnett writing. We had both Clayton Henry and Brent Peoples on the art, and this is the team coming back. From the planet Kel Rainer takes them back to Earth, and they're like, "Shit! All that water went away." Uh, I guess we're late to help with that. Uh, I love that. I love that it, it. So I've been down on it during Drowned Earth because of the stuff, because it just felt yeah. like an unnecessary detour. And now we're right back into what I was loving it. So this issue felt really good. And yeah, then Kyle just being like, "No, no, I'm staying. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna help you guys out." I actually really liked uh, the last issue for the most part, but. Um, I, I dig that this feels like it's recouping and everyone's kind of like getting back in and they're, they're doing med- medical scans and everyone and uh, Don is kind of asserting herself as a leader and I really like the scene with Batman because Batman yeah. is basically like prodding them and almost to the point where he wants Donna to take charge and say no I am the leader of this team and this team is still going to do its right. job and that is because even with, uh, with Kyle where he kind of intentionally is like dropping that they need like a like a, a team member, and then Kyle says, "No, I'm staying." He's like, "That's the spirit," because Batman actually says that yeah. the spirit, and I was like, "You know what? That was actually a well earned that's the spirit Batman moment." Yep. I was I was kind of into it. Um, what well, was Batman being the teacher, right? Yeah, like which I like. So, um, yeah, but I, yeah, and then and uh, the the scene where the uh, where, where the red comes through car. Yeah, through Beast Boy, um, uh, which, you know, oof. it's a great scene because I was like, "What's going on here? This is really random and weird." Mm-hmm. And then it was like, "No, we are the Red speaking through, you know, Gar Logan." And I was like, "Oh, this is interesting. Why is the Red speaking yep. through him?" And then they're like, "No, no, no, uh, the, the blood, the cult of blood, right? The blood cult." Right. What they're doing is they're trying to take control of the Red using this this energy from the the Source Wall. This is right. what their end game is. So we are we are contacting you to get on this. <laughs> we need to stop and- them. So do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and so I like happy, that the red's still a thing because yeah. we've dealt with the green so much in, in Justice League Dark. I, I love so the idea. Titans, yeah, I love the idea that the red wants to contact through Gar because Gar is clearly going to be connected 
somewhat to it right. because of his powers. Right. Because like, you, you, know, you know, if if you know, Animal Man's the the Avatar like Swamp Thing is, then it makes sense that that Gar is kind of like Poison Ivy. Toward that could be him one day, you know, in the Animal yeah, Man spot. I can see that. You know, so, uh, um, but yeah, so I like that, and I like him going like, "Hey, what happened?" Why is yeah. everybody covered in red stuff? Yeah, because because when he when he finishes all the red kind of like tendons and stuff that come out of his mouth right. and that, uh, they all kind of burst and like they cover everyone in like you know red blood and pus and goo and whatever. Yeah. And he's like, "Why is everyone covered in ketchup? What's going on?" <laughs> he just right. kind of plays dumb. Yeah. In uh, so and it all kind of boils down to because uh, we also have a scene where uh, uh, it's uh, McGann's talking to uh, Raven about her soul self. It's like, oh, it's in that fictional world that was created uh, by the dude back in issue 24, but we, we sealed that off. We can't go back there. But then it turns out that they actually have to go back there because that's where the, the, the blood cult are trying to go to, to get this, right. you know, to get this this, this guy um, and the energy. So, uh, so it's like, no, no, we're going to have to try and open a door. So that's how we kind of end. Basically, with the energy and the, the, the devices that uh, yeah, yeah. Natasha and what's his face? Uh, ben. Yeah, Ben Rubel Ruber- from Supergirl. Rubel. Uh, who brings up that he knows that uh, Miss Martian's a white Martian, but then Natasha's like, no, we all found out, but she's fine. Like, just, you know, respect her privacy. It's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yeah, okay, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so. No, do you know what I'm thinking about this? It feels like, unlike the first chunk of the book, the, before we got this new direction, it really feels mm-hmm. like there's so many elements going on, and all the characters have their own arcs that they're all going through. Yep. You know, McGann, because Batman basically reveals that, yeah, you're, you're kind of looking after McGann because she's going through a lot, and she's a white Martian. And John, Yeah. John asked, uh, you know, wanted her there so people could keep an eye on her. Yeah. Because she needs, she needs, like, a sense of camaraderie. Yeah. Because she's kind of like the last white Martian. So... Yeah, because um, it wasn't like you're babysitting her in the sense where she has to blame no. watch because she's, she she may do something bad. She, she needs support. Right. She needs a support group. Right. Uh, and that was a nice touch. So yeah. Uh, no, so I, in, yeah, in Justice League Dark, I talked about how it feels like one of these books that I used to read, like mm. that is a smaller thing. This is Titans to a T. This reminds me of all those books where it's a random assortment of characters, but they're all doing cool stuff. And by the end of it, all the characters are better for it. Like this is the most I've liked Beast Boy, I think ever. Even through John's Teen Titans, oh, like that's cool. this this version of him that's conflicted because he can't maintain a form and, and uh, whatnot. And Kale as well is important here because he's mm-hmm. actually he was beyond the Source Wall back in like one of yeah. the I don't know what run that was, but end of New Fifty Two. Uh, it was under during the New Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was a White Lantern. He he went beyond the Source Wall. And uh, oh, man. Like, and him being like, it, it, it's not good yeah. behind there. I think that was, um that might have been at the end out. of his New Guardians book. Because yeah. he lost yeah. being a White Lantern for a while. Do you know what, do you know what I like yep. about that? I like that they remember that that was something they brought up. Like, you know, unrelated to everything that's going on now. But no, yeah. oh, that happened in his book. He went beyond the source wall. We should right. probably mention that. And I like that it's relevant here. It's like, no, no, he saw yeah. like, all the power well, and energy that they have to maintain yeah. and keep back. Well, he's not just he's not just on the team because he got them off of the, the planet. Yeah. And he's a Green Lantern. You know, it's like, oh no, him being there actually makes sense. Yeah, and it feels, so. it feels right. Even though he's not typically been a Titans character, it feels right that because he's older, like Donna, that they'll they'll kind of like co-lead the yeah. team. Although Donna's definitely the leader; yeah. she's definitely asserted herself. Well, in the nineties, oh, he was that, on a Titans that, team. That, make, make. You know, I tried catching up on Titans yeah. this week, and I do not understand how you're so positive. <laughs> it felt like a. A minute ago, you mentioned how you know all, all the characters have all these threads, and it's. Yeah. it's yeah. To me, it felt so messy. 
well, there's there's no accounting for taste, Connor, and we've clearly established many a time that your taste. I'm thinking like it was every issue. It was like Raven going, "Oh yeah, I lost my soul self." I'm like, "Okay, shut up." I know. Yeah, but we addressed that too because yeah. I brought that up. Like we we get it, and now there's payoff now. So yeah, they're they're getting to it. Um, no, I, I think all the characters are pretty likable. The camaraderie is likable. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle sticking around is great because I like Kyle a lot. Obviously, having his crab yep. mask, his glorious crab mask. Praise Bebo. Uh, you know, um, so... Do not sully Bebo's name with a crab mask. It's <laughs> a religious war start, guys. Bebo wills it. Bebo, the crab mask exists because Bebo wills it so. Bebo well, is be- going to take pot shots at that crab mask when it happens. <laughs> oh my god. I just thought. I just Wait, thought... is this a hint that Kyle Rainer's got me to Legends? I don't know. No, it's not. It's not. I will oh. say, though, I just had a thought. And I won't spoil a little bit of sports from that. I will just say. That I hope Bebo is central to the crossover next year. Obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so that, that was it. So they, they go through the door. They make a door. It's kind of mixed with a construct from Kyle from the stuff that uh-huh. they've, they've they've built and everything else. Is like, okay. We're going in. We're going into this fictional world to try and get the 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 soul self, but also try and deal with the the, the cult. So the blood cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm digging it. So, uh, Connor's questionable opinions be damned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, what are you, what are you giving uh, this? This is an 8.5 for me. I just, five, halfway yeah. through the book, I was like, wow, I'm really enjoying this. I this feels like a throwback. So. I won't go quite that high. I'll go with a solid 8. But I'm really digging this as a, as a, as a, as a, as a B-tier book. Like, I'm really... Yeah having fun every time i read it it's come back to single shipping uh which is fine but uh it was only double shipping for like two maybe three months which is weird yeah. but um yeah if, that, hey, if that's if that's what's going to keep it chugging along uh then yeah. cool uh, i guess it may have been because it was tying into uh the crossover and they wanted to not have it linger that. yeah not linger like on that right. for too long well, because the the it was double shipping on the the event too yeah. so yeah that makes sense so, yeah, so that was Titans uh, 31. Next up is Hawkman issue 7, Robert Vendetti writing Brian Hitch on the art. Uh, finally, I get to take a break, which means I'm going to go get a snack. So you guys take it away. Yeah, so this is probably the best issue of the book for me. Easy. Easy. It's so good. So this is the, yep. the origin issue, which, of, of course, we've been building to because right. that's actually been built into the you know the, but, the premise of the whole book so you, far. But you know what I like, too? It doesn't change any other origin of Hawkman. No, this just comes before it all of the builds, others. It builds on it and is like, yeah. hey, you want to know why Khufu was cursed? This is why Khufu was cursed. Yeah, because it turns out originally his first, his very first form, he was Qatar. No, no apostrophe in K- this time. K-T-A-R, just Qatar yes. Deathbringer. Which... Yes, he was one of the Deathbringers, which, you know, we've been teasing since the start of the book. Qatar Deathbringer would be an awesome band. Yeah, it would. Right? So... Anyways, um... this this book opens with this fantastic page of like these vultures picking all these bodies, yeah. and then it's just Hawkman stood amongst a field of bodies, and it's a phenomenal couple of pages. Yeah, um, yeah, and just his his entire like he has grown weary. He's the the weary soldier. So it turns yeah. out that the Deathbringers are basically going planet to planet and wiping people out. It it. It yeah. reminded me, so like, look, I'm not a religious scholar, so I'm probably missing a bunch of stuff. 
But from what I've heard about Bible stories, this reminded me of like the tales of the archangels. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I like, can see it. Like, like they are God's wrath and they're calling the herd. And that's what it felt like they were doing these two death bringers. It's Qatar and um, what's the other guy's name? Ah, oh, I forget. It's, I'll see if I can skim it and find it. Yeah. But they're going through and Qatar is just like, I'm, I'm kind of over this because they're taking all of these, these basically innocents from their planets to this altar in the center of space. It's, uh, he's called Idam. Yeah, Idam. Um, and they're sacrificing him to, I assume, is from metal, the, the, the bat. Uh, I, I would have thought so. And they're trying to bring him through. Right. Who was that bat character? Um, um, oh, the name, I forget, I'm blanking on the name. You know, the... The, the main bad guy in metal. Yeah. Oh, Barbados. Yeah, Barbados. Um, which, 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 again, plays this right in the metal really nice. Yeah. Um, and whatnot. And so, but he ends up seeing this, uh, Qatar ends up seeing this redheaded woman amongst these bodies. Yeah, and he's like, how are you here? You know, we, we can, right. he keeps seeing on all this, we get a list of all these planets that they're culling, right. including Earth, Krypton, Ran, uh, Thanagar's in there. Yeah. You know, all of the quads in there. Um, and this woman's just always there taunting him. No, she doesn't yeah. even say anything most of the time, but just her No, presence. she's just taunting him because it's his conscience almost going like, you're better than this. And, yeah. uh, and after some reflections, he decides like, after one of the calls on, on Thanagar, he lets the Thanagarians know. He's like, hey, look, don't die for me. It said, don't die because of me. Don't die for me. Die with me. Oh, that's such a great. And he you know, smashes the pillar, which is you know the, the portal. Right. That, uh, and uh, it's and this him... you know, rebellion that, that, that right. occurs. And him and Adam are, are fighting and it. It's kind of hinted that Adam's like, you're going soft. I'm going to take your spot. Like, if, if you let the other Deathbringers know you're going soft, they're coming for you. Yeah, because he's the leader of the Deathbringers. Right. He's the general. And so him and Adam fight, and he gets pierced uh, by yeah, Adam's Yeah, he gets axe. stabbed pretty good. And, and so he ends up in this, like, purgatory where this voice talks to him. And yeah. it's like, look, so you were changing – um, and, and you realize that this whole, you know, basically sacrificing innocence wasn't good, but you still need to be punished. So you yeah, can either die now field of skulls that he's in, you know, oh. presumably representing all the people he has sacrificed. Right. It is so metal. Like, and it's, it's, yeah, that's the deal. It's like, you can die now and you know, right? you will be kind of punished in, in, put in essentially hell perpetuity. Yeah. yeah. Or. You can live again and again, reincarnate across space and time until you save as many lives as you've ended. You've got to make up the debt, and you'll never know how many you know there is. Right. You'll never know how close you are, but each time, each person you save, you'll get closer to your final death. Right, and and so now it's become a story about forgiveness, and and if you had told me that was going to start in Hawkman, like you're like, okay, well that's crazy. You know, and then, you know, what's funny, too, is that Morrison tried to swap out Hawkman for Zoriel yeah. during his Justice League run, who was an angel. So, like, I feel like tying them all together and whatnot, like, oh, it was super cool. Yeah, it's kind of fantastic. And he's off, you know, to, to fight the Deathbringers at some point, but he's heading towards Krypton next. Right. Uh, well, what's left of Krypton? Well, you, yeah. So, 
and uh, yeah, so we're gonna get the the Krypton uh, version of him next. This, Katar. This, this issue was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, we've been pretty high on the book overall. Yeah. But this was above and beyond what I was expecting from it. Yeah, it really, you know, because I'd, I'd always, you know, been... People have propped up Johns as Hawkman forever. And it's really good, don't get me wrong. But, like, it still doesn't really clarify Hawkman. Whereas I feel like Venditti looked at that series and went, oh, no, I, I can clarify Hawkman. I can do better. And, and this is it. Like Because this origin doesn't undermine a single anything. origin change he's ever had. Any no. version, it's like, yeah, they'll work. It, it's, well, it, it's, it's it's kind of a Morrison approach to it. It's like, well, it screw is, it, we're doing all of them. Right. Or, or it's like when, when they reboot something, and it's like, well, no, all of us are like Star Trek. Everything needed to happen in Star Trek as it happens in order to get the, the Chris Pine, J.J. Yeah. Abrams version. So that's true here, too. All of the stuff that we know of Hawkman has to be there so it all makes sense why he's been reincarnated. And it's not just the Egyptian curse yeah. from from Set. Which, isn't his name Set Adam? Or is it, no, it's Hath Set. Hath Set, yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, if that's going to tie into, is that that's why they always go rounds. He always runs into to Hath Set. Yeah, because it's Adam. So, um, but yeah, it's... This is really cool. The art and, art looks really good, and he is like you were saying. The yeah, we've, we've been skulls. praising Hitch's art a lot more than I've ever praised Hitch's art before. Yeah. But the the flow on like that first page, yeah, and then just the reel of him just stood there is fantastic. Him in the as, field of skulls is yeah. gorgeous. As, well, too, as crazy as it gets, it's still Hitch just being like restrained because it's not a lot going on. It's it's Qatar standing on a field it's, of skulls. It's epic in scope, but it's not yeah. plotted. Exactly. So, um, yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Really good. Ratings. Cool. I'm, I'm going first. nine. Yeah, I'm going nine five. It's, it's yeah. really good. It is fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad you said this is probably the best because when I got done reading it last night, I was like, yeah, this is the best Hawkman issue so far. Like, yeah. It's and you know, we we've we've been enjoying it, but it's not even close that this is the best. No. Nope. Yeah. It's not it's not all Del Nate Wing though. Alright. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. shut that mouth. <laughs> hey, what I say even if even in your even in your way of thinking about it, that's not a correct statement. It's no love Del Nate Wing though. That that can be positive and negative. Right, right. It's right. nowhere near as bad. <laughs> yeah. Or nowhere near as good. It could be either. It's like saying there's no kick in the nuts. Like, it's a true statement. It's true, yeah. Technically, yes. So, uh, we'll move on to Sideways issue 11, uh, Mm -hmm. which is uh, Dan Didio and Kenneth Roquefort's on art again. And this is, we've got two issues left after this. Issue 13 is the final (sighs) one. That's sad. Yeah, it's sad, because this, again, was enjoyable. It's it's kind of, you can tell it's ramping up to kind of the conclusion of what it's been doing, Mm -hmm. though, in the sense that, Derek finds out about you know who killed his mother. He's he's kidnapped. Uh, what was the name of the villain here that kidnaps him after some fighting? Bolt. It, Bolt. Yeah, and it's, it's some really fun stuff here actually. Where he tries to he does the thing where he, he creates the portal underneath his feet again, and then he laughs and goes, "No, I can fly. This isn't going to work." He's like, "That wasn't for you." For and you. It, and then you see because he, he obviously has Ernie at this point, and you see yeah. Ernie's legs like coming through the, the portal above sideways his head, yeah. and he's jumping up and holding onto your feet to pull her down through the portal it, it it's very of those portal memes that i've seen online because i've never mm. played portal 
But like the one I've seen right now is the Christmas tree where half of it's coming through the ceiling yeah, and they, yeah. they put the portal rings around it. This reminded me of that. So That just made a video game reference. I did. <laughs> you did. Uh, and, you know, Ernie gets teleported back against her will back to her house and she's like, no, 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 I need to help Derek somehow. She tries calling the Hall of Justice, but it's apparently <laughs> put I on love. hold. <laughs> Yep. I mean, to be fair to the Justice League, they can't just take every call from every random teenager no. who's saying something. And that makes sense. And yeah. That makes sense. Because <laughs> when she's like, but, "I have to, I have to get some help," and you're like, "They have a receptionist. You have someone to go through all the phone messages. They, they have to. I guess they do. Yeah. I want yes. that issue of Justice League. Just <laughs> the person on the phone. It's basically like Alfred's oh, Batman annual. It's like, it's like you know, Beth, who's like this trooper who goes yeah. through all this, all these calls, all this shit. <laughs> It's, yeah, and at the end, you finally get to thank you. Yeah, finally, Batman says, huh, decent job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that was an adequate, adequate performance, Beth, over the exactly. last year. <laughs> Here's a tip. To be fair, he's probably paying her a fortune because he's Bruce Wayne. He better leave a damn fine tip. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. He, he just hands her a back credit card and says, go nuts. No limit. <laughs> God, that was a thing in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, so, and we also have the cop who's investigating the murder, and there's the yep. tease that someone, presumably sideways, although possibly the bad guy, but uh, was right. sneaking into the cops' like computer during the night, and they were they were trying to monitor who was who was sneaking right. a peek at his at his at his computer files. Uh, but he is on his way to the to the labs, the dark dark labs at the end, and there's an explosion, and we don't see what causes the explosion. It's left as a complete mystery no. to us at the end. Well, because. Because the the one lady who is the boss of, of the mom, I forget her name. Yeah. She has this whole villainous monologue how I out of crisis, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This you is broke cool. you, you broke up a little bit there, but yeah, she said yeah. Uh, she loves crisis. Ever since the first crisis, yeah. she's learned about them, and she wants to like tap into yeah. the potential of all the other worlds. Uh, and and she's gonna use the energy from Derek. Yeah. Because they've they've been onto him since metal, since the mountain and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, since he was in the so, hospital specifically, that's when they yep. they clocked him. Uh, so so he knows who killed his mom. It feels like he's ramping up. Uh, I'm loving the supporting cast uh, still. Mm-hmm. Ernie's great. Her sister though was, and I know it was probably on purpose. Uh, was just terrible. Oh yeah, she's, this, she's awful. <laughs> uh, that's well, the point though, because Ernie's in. getting mad at yeah. her for being awful. And I she's, know. She shut the door on her. But it's still one of those ones where it just it made me cringe, but in a good way because that's what you're supposed to do. But I was just mm. like, Ugh. talking about your parents' divorce like that. Like, yeah. well, uh, I'll go with, with mom because she does all this. But, you know, dad on the weekends because he'll just give me the credit card and buy me what I want. And I was just like, oh, you're a terrible teenage girl. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, the art was, was fantastic. It's good yeah. to see Rockefeller back on. I hope he does the final two issues. Like, I, it's... I, I feel like he probably is going to. We could check the solicits, yeah. of course. But yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure he probably is. That's probably why he's back on it because it's ending. Yeah, and he helped create you know, characters. Um, so. Oh, also, I I did I get caught up on Silencer over the week. Ooh. So yeah, so seems like Silencer's sticking around. I do hope Sideways they find a way to put him somewhere, mm. put him on the Teen Titans or something. Like he's a good character. That's cool. It's nice so, that we'll all be talking about Silencer come. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say week four. It's actually week one in this case because we're yeah, they're, I gotta, they're doing it in January. Yeah, I got to know what's going on with Leviathan. That's the uh, Bendis. This is all Bendis' fault. <laughs> That's why I really got caught up. It's not that you guys were constantly saying good things. It's it's, it's Bendis and teasing Leviathan. 
Oh. Is it the same Leviathan though? Maybe it is, maybe uh, it's not. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I said it was good. What were you giving it, Matt? Oh, so this was a, a an eight. I thought it's really ramping up. And then again, it was good to see Rock Ford on art. Yeah, I think it was 7.5. I, I really liked a lot of it. Um, it had a kind of a weird structure to it. Because when it ended, I thought, oh, we're done already? Was like, I, mean, it was, yeah. I guess it's kind of a compliment in a way, but... Um, yeah. I it, did like Bolt, just the yeah. douchiness of him. Like, I can fly, kid. or And then when he just kind of drops him off, you know? So... Yeah. I like that too. That was good. So, uh, so that'll take us out of the last book, which is just me. Um, but I promised last week, when these two said they probably wouldn't get to it, I promised that I would read Batman Damned issue too. So I'm throwing it in here at the end. Uh, first thing, the, the art is gorgeous, right? The art is... Oh, it's Bermiga, right? Yeah. It is, but like every, it feels otherworldly. It feels, it's the same way when I'm reading like a, an Alex Ross like you know interior comic book, where everything just feels like it has this like extra sheen of quality to it. Um, very similar, not, not similar style necessarily, but like very similar in how they feel overall because of that. Um, and yeah, it's gorgeous. So you've got this idea of Batman being, you know, haunted by the possible dead Joker, um, and he he is, you know, it builds up to this 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 big sort of fatal scene. He's sort of looking into it. He, he goes to a nightclub where <laughs> Jason Blood is rapping. So he's rhyming, of course, because he's rapping. I love okay. this book. <laughs> sure. At first, I heard Jason Todd rapping. And that's <laughs> that, what made me my first reaction. Jason and then when he said it was Raimi, I was like, oh no, wrong Jason. Yeah, Etrigan, yes. Uh, yeah. And Batman goes in and beats him up a little bit and gets some information. But uh, he's trying to find out, like, you know, what's going on here and the missing time and blah, blah, blah. blah. And Constantine's there at the start because he was at the end of the last issue. He's giving him some advice and, and whatnot. But. The, the the whole thing is the big the big sort of talking point about this issue though is the is the Harley scene towards the end where the bat yeah. signal goes on but it's got like it's all Jokerified but when he goes up to the, the the building to like encounter the Joker it's actually Harley with very Joker esque hair and whatever but it's Harley because he's got she's got the red and black outfit on and stuff mm-hmm. underneath the purple jacket and underneath the you know the hair and whatnot um and it gets a little bit sexual but she kind of like she's on top of him she's going to undress a little bit uh. Batman kind of de-escalates it very quickly. He kind of grabs her by the throat and just kind of, you know... Yeah. And not exactly out of character for Harley. De-escalates! <laughs> well, you know what I mean. De- de-escalates the sexuality of the, of the moment. Uh, but the, the book ends with him. He's, he's got, like, her by the neck up against the bat signal. And then the reflection... And you see this earlier on. is It's like the, the, the ghosty sort of character that he, he gets a vision of. It looks kind of like... Uh, I think it was. Honestly, my biggest problem with this issue is that it's been so long since the last issue that I couldn't remember almost anything that happened in it. And I was trying to say, was Enchantress in the last one? Did we talk about Enchantress? I can't remember. It was like three bit. months ago. It was. It was a long time ago. Well, no, I, I do remember talking about Enchantress because right, okay. I had to look up. So um, she she came to young Bruce as he was having a nightmare. Yes, yeah, she says. So she shows up to, to him in present day halfway through the issue and at the end when he's strangling Harley and it almost ends kind of like uh, the killing joke where he's got her up against the, the bat signal and we just like the, the, there's a, it's raining right and the beautiful art's got the, 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 the puddle underneath them and you can mm-hmm. see a reflection of Enchantress 
like sort of you know upside down in the puddle looking up at where Batman is as if that she's kind of like manipulate so if he did kill the Joker if it was him that did it then maybe it was because he was being controlled or manipulated by Enchantress so, you know it's this it's you know dealing with some of this stuff and it's funny because I liked it the more bit odd because it, the art was really good and I'm liking the idea of being haunted by you know Enchantress it's, by yeah. Joker by all that stuff it's very Arkham Knight Arkham Knight? Yeah, the game. What's which part of Arkham Knight are you thinking specifically? Oh, okay, I get you. It's well, it's not because it's not. He's not. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the game. No, but it, it's. I, I, I hadn't. I haven't read the first issue because it actually came out the week I oh, was at, sure. at a con. Th- th- so th- I've I've not got the context here. Just just what, the way you described it kind no, of sounded like that. No, to Arkham me. Knight is is it's very chatty. Arkham Knight is more like Dexter or like. Uh, something like that. Th- this is more like if the Joker's haunting him, it's kind of like if in a horror movie there was just like hints that his presence is there. But no, he, right, okay. He, he, Joker never appears and speaks or anything like that. It's just the idea, that the 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 aura of the Joker is there. Because because in the first issue they found like an altar that has like Joker eyes looking things. Right, on okay. It. Um, and it's like, is the Joker haunting him? But it's it's, it's okay. more like a, it's more like a supernatural horror movie than it is a. I'm with you. Yeah, so I never thought of Arkham Knight for that reason. It's not nothing like it. Just the way you were describing it, or it sounded like that, without having the context of Reddit. Yes. Um, honestly, though, so so how I feel about the story overall is kind of you know, it's, there's elements I like, and there's elements I'm not sure what they're doing yet, but the art is so gorgeous that I think it's worth reading for the art alone. This is a because obviously I having not read it at this point, I'm mm. waiting for the. The nice hardcover to come out and just yeah. read it. There. Yeah, with all four of the, the the books on it. I will say for for a book. Is it four? I thought it was only three. Yeah, maybe four, maybe three. I think it's three. Three or four. I, th- I thought it was three. It doesn't really matter if I got it wrong by one number. It's fine. Right. <laughs> but we the thing the thing with the uh, the, the the book though is that the the the, the books are like prestige sized or double double sized, yes. and. It takes no longer to read than a regular comic book because it's it's very much letting the art do a lot of the speaking. It's not overly wordy. It flows very quickly. Um, you know, so as a reading experience, it's quite pleasant. Okay, it's good to hear. It's very pretty. It's very pretty art. I can't emphasize how good the art is enough because I, I sort of started this going. Oh, I can't remember the first issue. Maybe I'll I'll I won't be able to get into this. But the more it went on, the more I sort of was remembering things and I was kind of piecing it together, and then. I just couldn't stop the, stop reading it because of the art. I was like, no, no, I have to keep going. The art's too good. That makes sense. It's it's Bermeo. So yeah, uh, yeah. Brian Azzarello and Ellie B- B- Bermeo. I, I didn't say that at the start, but there you go. That's yeah. Batman Dan too. A, a classic combo of a team. Yes. Yes. Uh, so if I'm rating it, plan eight five, eight five. I'm still not sure what it's doing with the story. I'll You're enjoying it. reading it anyway, but I, but the art is phenomenal and it has some great sort of ideas sprinkled in throughout. So uh, that's, cool. that's where it is. Then I'll probably read issue three when it comes out. Um, I mean, I read it in a week where I had ten other books, so I don't think it'll be a busier week than this unless they really hit us with the the onslaught at some point. No, it'd be really nice if we could come out in week three. Yeah, that would be interesting. We'll get to what's out in week three soon. But uh, that's Nothing. the last book. 
that is the last book of the week, uh, finally, which means we are now on our favourites of the week, which means we will be picking our favourite panel slash moment, mm-hmm. our favourite art, our favourite cover, and our top five books of the week. So so we'll start with Matt with favourite panel slash moment. So it, it's from Superman. It's the four candor bunch. That was just it's hard, hard so to good. argue. Yeah. It's hard to argue. I... Yeah, Connor, what you got? Uh, Wonder Woman, the two-page spread where she catches the lightning with the lasso yeah. and throws it back. Yeah. That is phenomenal. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. I feel like I want to pick something from the Batman annual, but I'm like, I can't think of a specific one thing. <laughs> no, that's it. That's such a good book, but it doesn't have that that panel, that moment. Yeah. Not in the same way, anyway. It's too consistent. Mm, this is true. This is true. I don't know. Yeah, I've... in which case, in which case, I, I think I'm actually going to pick the same as Matt. Boring. Okay, Matt. I know it's boring, but it it was going to, it going to be that or something from the Batman annual. I think typically. Um, yeah, it's so good. But yeah, so no, that's what I'm going with. Uh, Sue, uh, best cover of the week then. And watch as we all go and try and look at covers now. Because I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it I, out. Right I can now. do honourable mentions, but I know without even looking that the Wonder Woman variant is the best because it's fantastic. True, true. Gorgeous cover, the way it glows. Um, I really like the Justice League Dark variant, although I feel like that others won't. Let me let me take a look at it. It's a bit divisive. Um, a lot going on. Yeah, I, I mentioned the the Batman who laughs variant earlier. The, the Capullo one. The very it's so simple, but it's effective. Yeah. After um, that, there's, there's not usually I'll come in with like an idea of what I wanted to pick, but there's not. I don't remember. Yeah. Something, something the Hawkman variant's really good as well. Uh, there's a lot of good covers for me this week. No, they're not bad covers, but there wasn't like a standout, you know, amongst everything kind of thing. Mm. No, fair enough. Um, what was the? I mean, Supergirl's variant was pretty good. You know, Amanda is it Connor. another Amanda Connor yeah. one with it with crypto? Yeah, so oh, really that's... up close of crypto. I mean, that's nice. Uh, can I pick next week's Batman cover variant? Because uh, that's no, gonna win. Pick it next week. <laughs> I haven't looked at it yet. Actually, I'm going to see it. Something else. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. I'm just gonna have to go with the Wonder Woman variant. It's, it's really solid. It's gorgeous that cover. Yeah. It's 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 the the orange and gold glow to it that really make it mm-hmm. pop. Yeah. I could um, this would have been a really good one for the the foil variants. Yeah, because the way that it all catches the light and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I really tried to pick something else, but I'm going to say that too. <laughs> Yeah, I I just sat there looking through every variant of every book I read. <laughs> I, I really wanted like the Superman variant, but it just it feels like it's missing something. And it didn't quite Superman's work. face looks super yeah. weird. Because um, yeah. I, I really like the last Superman variant that Hughes did. Yeah, I like that one a lot. But this one that was a bit really good. Uh, weird. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, best art of the week then, Matt. Yeah. So I I try to figure something else out, mm-hmm. but. It has to be Jock, right? Like, 
Interestingly, Jock is my third choice. Wow. Oh, oh my. Because oh it, my, my, it came my. down between uh, Ivan Reese and, and Jock. But just like, I feel like I like the story more in Superman than the art, but I like the art more than the story in Batman Who Laughs. I feel like for me, it's between Schmidt for the Batman annual, mm-hmm. Reese for Superman, Nord for Wonder Woman, and Lupacino for Supergirl. <laughs> Lupacino too. But I, Lupacino only did like two thirds of that that story. That's we, true. We never got yeah, back to it's, that. It's it was a different. For, switch for the last yeah. little bit. That's true. That's true. Uh, so, see, so, for for me, it's 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 down to North Wonder Woman or Sam Pierre for Justice League Dark. That's another. I think this is a good week, Val. Yeah, I it, think it is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Schmidt. I like Reese's Superman a lot. But it is just nothing but splash pages. I feel like Schmidt yeah. told more of a story with with. Uh, it's got a flow to Yeah. So True. that's what I'm going to pick Schmidt. And it's been a while since we've seen Schmidt and Ethan on, on this show, so yeah. I am delighted to pick Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to ultimately come down on on Nord for Wonder Woman. Uh, okay. There's just too many moments where I'm like, oh, that is fantastic. All right. Uh, uh, so that was our so top five books of the week. Then uh, that is where we are. Uh, we have a lot to pick from this week. Uh, yep. So, Matt, what was your top five? So, so, so number one is Superman. Two is Hawkman. Three is the Batman Annual. Four is Supergirl. And then five, this is where everything kind of gets jam-packed. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to give it to Titans. Okay. Yeah. Connor? Uh, number one is Batman Annual. Uh, I mean, I did give it a 10 after all. That's true, yes. Uh, number two is Hawkman. Uh, three is Justice League Dark. Four is Wonder Woman. And five, I'm going to give to Batman Who Laughs. Number one for me is Batman Annual. Number two is... Okay, geez. What a week. Uh, number number two, uh, I will say is Superman. Number three is Supergirl. Number four is Wonder Woman. Number five is Detective. There yeah. we go. I I do want to point out I did enjoy Detective. It says that, you know, this was a very good week. It was good. Oh, it was a good week. Um, I had a lot. I mean, I, you know, I, I like Flash a lot. I like Titans a lot. Uh, a lot of sideways. A lot of things I liked that didn't make it on my top. Uh, yeah. It, it was top. It was one of those weeks where the top five meant something, unlike next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, all five might be great, though. So, you know, you never I know. I don't even know if we've got five next week. Well, I'm just about to open up my thing and we'll, we'll, we'll find out. All right. We'll I'm going to count. So here we go here we go where's my schedule here it is i usually have this open from this before i even start the show i just forgot to do it this week slacking here we go so next week uh, we have six books yep yeah, i i counted five uh we have batman 61 we have justice league mm-hmm. 14 we have justice league odyssey number four is that right no nope. okay that moved uh in that case we have five <laughs> aquaman 43 which is the start of the new run so that's a big deal mm-hmm. uh yeah. we have catwoman number six and we have the first issue of that that mini or maxi series uh freedom fighters issue one yeah, i'm excited for that 
Uh, so, that's that's what I was missing. I didn't even look yeah. at that. Yeah, so that's what's coming next week. So since we only have five books, that means it's a question week. It also means that me and Connor will probably do our punishment issues next week. Well, we kind of have to, because the week after... Is the, is the, the annual... Yeah, it's yeah the, we're not really doing books in that week. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So yeah, we'll be doing our punishment issues, but we'll, we'll take questions next week, though. Um, so questions on Twitter, I will put out tweets uh, near the time next week. You can also add, ask questions in the yeah. comments on the YouTube for this one, and we'll answer yep. some of them next week. Um, also, I think what's something we're going to do, since we've got our awards in two weeks uh, for the end of the year, you know, the week they don't have any books is the week we'll do our, our end-of-year awards. They were really nice to us this year, weren't they? They were. It's really nice. We don't have to sort of squeeze it in on top of the regular schedule. So, one of the things we're going to do is that $1 patrons are going to get a chance to sort of submit their own favourites of the year, and then we'll kind of, in our award show, we'll do like sort of the, the patrons sort of picks or like winners right. of their, their voting. The, commun- so, the community result. There you go. So, we'll, we'll put out a form on Patreon, and everyone in the $1 tier and up uh, can submit uh, their, their favourite books of the year, their favourite series, um, favourite artist, writer. Uh, I don't know if we'll go more complex than that, I apologize for that, but... And everyone can put in a few of each, and we'll we'll see uh, what names pop up a lot and who's winning. May end up in the same as us. May end up giving some spotlight to some names that we would have never have picked. Yeah, I mean, you you guys might read uh, some books that we just don't, but maybe maybe you guys are a fan of something that we all kind of dropped. Yeah. Um, that said, I will ignore every Scott Lobdell entry as a joke, uh, just let that be known. So. <laughs> I won't really. True. Yeah, we we will assume it's a troll answer. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we're going to do that. So obviously go to Patreon, patreon.com slash TV, and you can support us over there for as little as a dollar. You get access to that voting, but you also get access to other things. Uh, the monthly episode, me and Carl reviewing the next monthly this coming week. We're doing Batman Noel, plus the Christmas anthology issue that came out just a week or two ago. So that is what we're going to be doing on the monthly this month. Uh, but there's, already, there's like 14 or 15 episodes already up from the past year and a half yeah. that you can go and listen to if you want to join up for that uh get us on the twitter at dc comics podcast if you want channel updates and retweets of various news related to comic book stuff um you can like subscribe all the other stuff that helps us out uh comment let us know what you thought of the books but that is that is us i think that's all my plugging i think i, I successfully plugged everything that needs you to got be. it um, as I suppose the one thing I will mention is we also do television from the multiverse me and Connor do that where we talk about the DC TV shows every week this is a particularly special week because they just had their big crossover for the year which was Elseworlds uh, which was excellent and me and Connor spoke so long on it that we ended up having to split the episode into two episodes and the first one Ooh. is just Elseworlds it's like two and a half hours yeah and then there's another hour or so of the other shows <laughs> on a separate thing so worth mentioning and it's doing super exciting things that is heavily inspired by the comics and realistically a lot of you probably seen it already because it was on new sites just a hey this is happening next year it's cool as shit yes basically this doesn't spoil anything but at the end of the crossover it gives you the logo for next year's crossover so they're, they're fundamentally saying this is what's coming and it is a big deal so yeah. yeah, it kind of sucks when you you haven't watched it yet, and someone has retweeted that, Doesn't and matter. it comes across. You. I understand that, but Connor, I would have liked to come to it myself. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. why I keep up to date with TV shows. <laughs> yeah, I see the but, comics or TV shows. I can't keep up to date. I will say, knowing it doesn't take anything away. No, from yeah. it's, it's just still... one of those things. I get it, but still, I I want that moment. You know? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But anyway, so that that is the show. That is episode 134 of Comics for the Multiverse. And I'll look really silly if that number's wrong after I 
go and check. You exclaimed it so loudly at the start yeah, as well. But I'm pretty sure it's one, three, four. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much to everyone who's been watching or listening. We appreciate it always. Uh, we will see you guys next time for one, three, five. Uh, and as I said, send in questions on Twitter and on on the comments because it's quite a week next week. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics and your dumb superhero stuff. And I say that with love. I don't mean that insultingly. I love this dumb superhero shit. <laughs> but it can be very dumb. Sometimes we get very dumb talking about it. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, and always remember to never get lost in a speed force. Or Candor.